So uh, I, have an, I have an Excel story to tell you. I feel like some, okay. a lot of times we wander off of uh, Excel. Like whenever we start away from Excel, it takes us a while to get back there, right? Definitely. So I'm gonna, I'm no, gonna it's start. rare to start with Excel, so I think we should do it. I'm going to start there, and I'm going to see how that goes for us. Yeah, dude. So This is an Excel podcast. The uh, I, I, I doubt you're there for this, but it's possible. Um, so the the big dorm, you know, we, we've described this before, but of like, uh, you know, whatever, whatever I got there, everyone's in double wide, and they built a large building with steel siding, uh, divided into four rooms of the hallway. Four big old rooms. Probably about 20 boys in each room. And a hallway leading down to one bathroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No and showers. It's, it's uh, there's you know each of the bed, each of the bunks is the exact same the, style. Yeah, yeah. A kid yeah. sleeping at one end of the hallway. Just nothing felt more juvenile hall than those accommodations. Would you agree with that? <laughs> yeah, for sure, dude. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Uh, uh, when I was in college, I like just was looking for my roommate had a single bed and I had like a full size mattress. And so I just wanted a bunk bed that would like fit both. Right. Right. Cause we were sharing a room. So I wanted to, be able to use my have, wait, mattress. Did, what? I had a larger mattress than like just a single Where did mattress. Where you acquire this mattress? Uh, it's the one that I had grown up. Like whenever I was 13 or something, I got a, but that's Full bizarre to mattress. bring that to college, expecting it to fit the bunks. <laughs> like, I mean, no. Whenever I got to college, I just used the bunk beds that were in the dorm. But whenever I moved off campus, off campus, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I then I sure then I'm like, like, all right, what's I'd the like mattresses a, I have? I'm not going to buy a new mattress. mattress, please. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, okay, no, no, no. Okay, okay. But yeah, you're moving into the. You're going into your off-campus apartment. Yeah, sure, of course. Yeah, you yeah. Want what Old you want. Mill yeah. for pe- for those who know University Place Apartments, Irving, Texas. Shout it out. Okay. Um, and uh, just on Craigslist, got just like search for something that would fit that very specific request, right? And uh, had to drive somewhere pretty far. I don't remember the details, but I showed up to this guy's house. And it had what I'm talking about of like that the bottom was the full size and the top was the a single. The top was a single. Wow. But it was that those, is an odd setup. But it was those fucking beds, the Excel those beds. Those like the the aluminum like cylindrical. It was the exact ones, except for it was the big the big mattress slot on Whoa. the bottom. And I was like, this is this is a lot. Yeah, I don't the know way if I it, can like, take nests it. Nests against the two railings. Yeah. And, interesting. So were they uh, painted blue and red, or am I just imagining that? You're imagining that. They were all one color. But, I, I mean, like, the frame was one color, but, like, some of them would be all red. Some of them would be all blue. Right. That's what I mean. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Some, but yeah. yeah those were the two colors we had. Yeah. Each frame was a, a one unified kind of bright primary color blue. Or, yes. Like fire engine red. Yes. Kind of candy paint, you know. Uh, Bud Light Blue. In uh, I've I've been. This is a side. This is another sidetrack. But uh, that's not I've the Excel story, is it? I've been meaning. No, 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 oh, okay. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> um, I've been meaning to uh to meant to just see if you remember this. I think that you do. It'd be weird to me if you don't. But you only kind of remember the Lotion Club. So here we are. Right. Um, you, I, the phrase hit me like a ton of bricks. But then it's like it's not in my working memory of my life. Yeah. Like when you said Lotion Club, I was like, absolutely. I was in that. Yeah. But then like the next week, I was like, we ain't never have no lotion at yeah. Excel. <laughs> like, like, yeah. Um, do you remember uh, You remember the peach? 
Yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. I mean, do you want? Yes, dude. I yes. I don't know where your story is, so I don't want to step on it. I mean, we'll get to the story. But we I got some peach memories of my own, dude. <laughs> yeah. Princess Peach, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just difficult to convey to the regular people. Uh, oh my god, how dude. fucking weird we were about it's the peach it's and a the plum, dude. You know about yes, the, the plum? absolutely the peach yeah, and the plum. The peach dude. and the plum. I mean, the peach is the top. You know, like you you were happy about the plum, but the if, plum you the, sick, but if you had the pe- opportunity to swap the peach for the plum, you, you don't talk do about it. it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. done. It's, it's done. It's a no-brainer. Yeah. No, yeah the yeah, top yeah. of the heap was the peach. Yeah. Um, it was just that there was, uh, there was most of the mattresses were the exact same mattress. They were this like cerulean blue. Yeah. Like they <laughs> sucked. But I mean, one of them fun. that was like. It was old. It was like a throwback from, from when they were like a, a ragtag operation. Yeah. Which is weird which to is think about because mattresses. like now I like an older mattress, like that sounds terrible. Like a, yeah, but it was like a mattress for a home versus yes. like Jamie got a deal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like yeah, on, yeah, on yeah. A, a, yeah, a and uh, warehouse the, trailer. The like outside the wrapping was like, was like a peach colored pictures of peaches. Pattern, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was peach colored, and then it had like little peaches the whole on. Ma- yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't even remember the the pattern was peaches. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was just peach colored, and that's why we called it a peach. No, I think it had peaches oh, on wow. it. Because plum did not have plums on it. That it sounds right. Like, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, okay. But I mean, the peach was known as the peach, and then like sure. the plum fits in, yeah, slots yeah, yeah, in yeah, yeah, yeah. a way that makes sense. <laughs> Dude, it was such a big deal. Absolutely. Like, Everyone had, always knew who had it, and then the line of succession of like, hey, was, dude, it was, whenever you get out of here, like whoever had the peach. You had to be strength to have peach. It 100%. was a huge privilege. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. And I, I don't remember which one it was, but your boy had one of them, and he wasn't necessarily strength, but he also kind of was. Who, Parker? No. Oh, Parker had peach for a minute. Parker did like, have peach for a minute. He helped kind of mythologize it. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But it got I think it was plum, but like just the you know gentleman who'd been there for a long time. Oh yeah, yeah. he was always yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, in yeah, a yeah, uh, yeah. a floating area where it's not like they would give him difficult shadows. But if he got privileges like that, like no one was gonna like have a problem with it because he, well, he always had to spend his entire life somehow. here. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was always like, well, I traded him for it or like something. Like it was pretty. Yeah, yeah that was another way to get it is you, you could kind of like, you know, if you could find something of sufficient value. Yeah. But it was it was more like, hey, Parker, whatever you leave. Yeah, yeah, because there was some grandfathering me. that happened. Because as- I think that the person who left, like, like you could – this is one of the great things happened away from the watchful eyes of the people running the place. Like, sure. Dino was surely aware of these dynamics. He be, at one eventually, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, like Jamie wouldn't have known that we cared this much about them. And if she did, then she would have surely wanted to control herself. Who gets it? Yeah, it would have been a thing where she like the way she would have found out about it would have been some stupid thing that became a. This is why you can't fight over things. Everyone exactly. has to understand: don't fight over this exactly. shit, or else this is going to end the way that none of us like. Exactly. So, like, it, she would have found out about it that way and then dashed off some stupid rule. Yeah. Or just gotten rid of it. Then, like, Dino, burn it. <laughs> like, something, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or uh, just be, like, a leverage point of, like, you know, a little little treat that she could give out. Yeah, but she wouldn't, like, it, it's small enough that she would forget yeah. that it was a thing that day. That's true. Like, I think. And then it would be, like, a weird thing where you, do you have to bring up? 
Does someone get the mattress? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just, it would have gone, it would have ruined everything. Yeah. I mean, but dude, all right. So what, tell us about Peach, the Peach story. So, no, no, no. That was or just the, do just, you remember Peach? The story oh, okay. doesn't involve the Peach. Oh, uh, nice. Okay. I'm trying to remember the circumstances for why all the beds got moved. It was definitely the case once, and I think you were there for this, whenever they moved all the beds so that they could throw the projector on one wall so we could watch Black Hawk Down. Of course. That was so sick. That was incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, but I, I think that this was like a cleaning situation because I think it was just a one group of people. Okay. And then like word spread once they got back that this discovery had been made. Um, but I, I don't remember, and I mean, we don't use names here anyway. I don't remember who it was. But someone, they moved his mattress, and he was on the bottom bunk, uh-huh. and like there was a little space between the bed and the wall, uh-huh. and uh, just like every night, I guess, he would pick his fingernails and ah! just have like a big fucking mouth. I'm going to throw up, dude. <laughs> ah! Ew! Ah! Ah! <laughs> In my head, I'm like, I just late, I very lately realized you said he picked his fingernails. I was picturing actual fingernails. This is like from his fingernails. No, like, it's actual fingernails. Oh, okay. like like the, or that he would I clip them or was whatever. Like detritus, like he cleaned his nails. No, oh, it was God. it was okay. like just this. It was a pile of fingernails. That is disgusting. Yeah. Well, dude, that's like a thing. Your fingernails give your enemies power over you. You know about that? <laughs> no, I don't. That's like a belief in many cultures. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> so he had to make sure that they didn't fall into the wrong hands. Yeah, well, I kid it did, dude. I learned this at Excel, dude, because <laughs> it must have been like a thing because uh, you definitely weren't there for this. We were back in the double wide. Uh, this was pretty early in my day. This is my first summer there. And a kid who got there, like during, again, some cleaning escapade, uh, he had a flashlight. Kids were allowed to have flashlights back then. Wow. Right? You know, yeah. it's like, but they just we, hadn't thought of anything. Exactly, dude. Well, it was like, you know, kids would use it at night or whatever. And then you weren't allowed. I'm sure it would be useful. I would have liked a, to have had one. Exactly. And it's not like you were allowed to fuck around. So it's it's like there never got made a rule. You can't do it because nobody would ever fuck around. You would just get in trouble for fucking around probably. Like I'm just thinking how that happened. Yeah. But anyway, because it definitely was a flashlight, but he didn't have batteries in it. And it was like making clicky sounds. Mm-hmm. And he was storing his fingernails in, in, uh, the, flashlight. in the flashlight battery Fucked compartment. Up. And uh, he was just like, yeah, dude, I, you can't be just throwing those away. <laughs> like, he was like, I mean, people want those. Do you not know this? Like, <laughs> yeah, it was like a weird like folk belief that he had. Yeah. Did, did, was there any further explanation? Like. No, but I do know I've since like read. Is he a firm various, believer in Eastern religions or anything? He was a very, uh, you know, uh, a little bit. He was Jewish, uh, which is a Near Eastern religion. Mm-hmm. It's uh, closer to the East than us. Yeah, yeah. He would, you know, I think there's a particular bent of mind that is just open to more possibilities, open to supernatural or paranormal you know, concepts. Yeah. Um, and I think it's a spectrum from like not having an imagination to being psychotic and schizophrenic, like for real. And, uh, you know, he was definitely, <laughs> he has, he was more on one end of it. You yeah. Know? Yeah, he, yeah. If you legitimately, it's not like he was doing this for attention, you know, where he was like, look at me, I'm so weird. 
Like it was like, yeah, no, he's trying to hide. Why it. is your fucking? He was like, don't worry about that. <laughs> like <laughs> it was like, why is your flashlight fucking clicky when you shake it? You know, he's like, no, it's nothing. You know, and you could like tell, like, because I was, I remember like the kids, like the strength dudes being like, what that open it up, and then just <laughs> these fucking little toenails come out. Oh God, pretty that's cool, gross. dude. Yeah, yeah. No, that was just you know I was just trying trying to remember all those the, the fun days, you know, whatever. <laughs> the, the bit of local news runs through the campus. Sure, sure, sure. And uh, yeah, the the day they discovered that big pile of fingernails. Oh, I, I'm not even sure. I mean, like, like I don't, sp- I don't, <laughs> I don't have a lot of memories of the life skills. Like, I think that the kids he got brought up. I think so. Flashlight boy, they just were like, don't, he didn't get in trouble. Because, I mean, it was the kind of thing where, like, everyone was talking about it. Like, staff, really? like, whichever staff member was with them whenever they were cleaning. Dude, I think kids have weird hoarding instincts sometimes, too. Yeah. Um, anyway, I feel like this is not bad behavior to be punished. It's just something to marvel at. I mean, you know that's exactly the kind of thing, though, where well, she'd be like, you're a fucking freak. It is freakish behavior, dude. But, yeah, yeah. So she, but how do you get mad? Like, what does she do? Like, God damn it. You know, you guys are always saving your toenails. Like, and it's, it's the kind of thing where like, uh, no one got sent there for that. Like it's almost, I don't, this is hard. To, there's times when she'd be incredibly mean and times that I've detailed, you know, like her fucking telling kids that their mom having cancer was their fault. Like, how can you get more mean than that? Yeah. But there's something about like just telling a kid who knows that he's a fucking weirdo freak that no one likes. Yeah. That you're a fucking weirdo freak that no one likes. And this is why we're like, it's like bullying. A she didn't do it that much. R-word kid in some yeah, ways. Yeah. Yeah. Well, especially kids were there for being too weird for life, basically. Like, yeah, no, they, there were some kids there that were real weird. A lot of kids who like, I didn't know what the autism spectrum fully was. Like, I knew kids who were like, they were like, he's autistic, but it was not as the, the full spectrum that we now conceive of. So, but there are kids where I, you look back and you were like, that's why they were at Excel. Like, very much obviously they were they were there because literally their parents were like they do this thing where they rock and yeah. it freaks me out <laughs> yeah. like i remember a life skills where jamie was like why are you doing that you freak like so it's like that's the starkest example yeah but i do think the fingernail kid is probably i'm not diagnosing anyone as autistic or whatever but that's like a weird just weird behavior man it is. <laughs> you know? but it's like it's not fully abnormal I do think part of it is like we pathologize and in this case, like, you know, make it a moral issue and yell at a kid. But it's like we used to, there are traditional cultures where it's probably just like one out of a hundred, one out of 50 people save their fingernails. They tend to be the fucking shamans that live on the outskirts of society and believe things like your fingernails have power. And it's like, there's a place for them. But in our society, those kids get like funneled out to institutions to excels where they get yelled at for like exploring their like instinctive beliefs. Like that's like learn. I don't know. It's like lived behavior, dude. I don't, I don't it's recall such a weird him thing even to having a venue to explain. Yeah. I'm sure he couldn't have like, I'm like intellectualized. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, in no but I mean, way. I'm just saying like your guy even being like, you can't let the few other people have them. Like I don't, it did not get that far, you know? Okay. So was he just like, I don't know. I don't know why I do it. That's what I'm saying. I don't remember. I don't recall like there ever a, ha- me having heard the question put to him. Was there a life skills? 
See, I'm saying I, I think <coughs> I think there might have been, but like I, I I don't think that was like a one where she's asking a bunch of questions either. I think it was like a small note at a life skills of like, hey, dude, I heard about this weird shit. Fucking knock that off, red shirt. You know, something oh, like that. Okay, okay. You know, like it wasn't fucking. The, you're a quick yes and. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, yeah, yeah okay, we're not okay. exploring <laughs> why yeah, you did yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Damn, dude, that just makes me kind of sad. But that that is a hilarious uh, anecdote. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's <laughs> wild thinking about that fucking fingernail pile. Yeah, it's, it was a it's big so pile. Insane, dude. And uh, I don't know. You reacted pretty uh, strongly before, so I'm not trying to make you puke. But I, <laughs> I think the like ants had got in it or something. Ah, that doesn't even bother me as much. Like, because I'm like. That's deep into the cycle of nature. Like those are desiccated <laughs> like, at that point. Yeah. Uh, well, dude, I am sympathetic to hoarding behavior like that because I was like a little squirrel as a kid when I first moved to Cranberry. Mm -hmm. Like uh, we, I don't know why, you know, there was, there were soybean fields by the school and uh, a friend of mine was like, you know, they sell these, right? And I was like, uh, yeah, they're crops, you know, and he was like, check it out. And he like had them in his backpack. And I was, Soybeans? Yeah. Like he, I was like, what are you going to do with them? You know what I mean? But go down the market much later. No, he was, he just put them in his locker. <laughs> That's like, we just got lockers, I think. Mm -hmm. So it was like, what are they for the lockers? We just had a space. So it was just like, I think there's like an instinctive, like the way a squirrel doesn't I know what it is. I should spill this. Yeah, I should fill this you know, space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With soybeans. Yeah. So I, I remember I didn't think all these things then. I wasn't like, a, what a weirdo or whatever. I was like, that's pretty cool. But there's all these acorns all over the place, like much closer. <laughs> so I started putting acorns in my locker, dude. <laughs> Like, yeah, like, I would have done stuff like that as a kid. Those sure. things were rot, dude. Uh, like, oh, it shit, it really? got pretty yeah, gross. That yeah, makes yeah, sense. yeah. And they like had to make a rule like don't put acorns in your locker. <laughs> like uh, the Alex Stevens rule. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think a couple other kids like were doing it. I think I want to say maybe we threw acorns at each other like at class at times. Okay. But uh then in seventh grade, dude, my one of my best friends, uh, every day at lunch, he would drink a sunny D. And mm -hmm. then he would sounds great. Yeah. Well, I'm with him so far. Mm -hmm. uh, and I would drink Sunny D often at lunch too. And he would ask me for my bottle after I was done. Okay. And every day he would fill up his locker. This is like in middle school uh, with empty Sunny D bottles. Other people's? His, his other people's, whatever he could get. He just loved having, he just thought, of, I don't know. I okay. don't really understand it. And then. The vice principal found out. It was kind of like Jamie finding out, and she was like, "Take me to your locker," and he was like, "I don't know if you should." And everyone's like, "The boys are like, it's gonna go down finally," you know, because he's kind of been like, "It's very full. Like, it's like hard to get the new Sunny D bottles in." You know what I mean? And he doesn't tell her any of this, and she just opens it up and and just gets Sunny D, dude. Just like the bottles, just like. <laughs> She's short, you know. What I mean? like <laughs> yeah, the bottles yeah. just like cascade over, <laughs> and like uh, my boy is just like Sunny D. Like that's just what he said. <laughs> yeah, he got in big trouble. That was funny. Dude. Why? I know it's like there's no show me the rule. Jesus show Christ, show me the rule. And like, you know? why should there be one? Exactly, dude. It Let him have some Sunny D. Well, it was gross. Like it's like ants and shit, you know. Yeah, no, and you can't have the ants. Water. If there was ants, then you know. Sunny D purple stuff. Remember those commercials? But it's like, what was Sunny D? Yeah, I like Sunny D. 
Have you had it in recent years? I wonder if they changed the formula. Is it the uh, same? I won't like buy it, but no I've, I've had it in same. recent years. Have you? Yeah. I don't think I've had it post Excel. And I don't think I had it at Excel. I've had it in 2021. I'm confident of that. Where'd you have Sunny D? Just if I'm at someone's house. And that's all. That's the best they got. And they have Sunny D? You just will drink someone else's Sunny D? Like if, I'm, if it's being offered, yeah. You're at the crib and they're like, hey, can I get you something to drink? Yeah, what do you got? And they're like, purple stuff, Coke, Sunny D. Yeah, like, okay, I'll, I'll take some Sunny D. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would certainly. T- I mean, I don't. I don't like like. That's literally carb- the commercial. I don't like carbonated sodas. Okay. Generally, I mean, it's not like I hate them. I'll drink them sometimes. It's never my first preference. I like to take. So if OJ. you have anything that's like kind of fruit adjacent, I'll take that over a Coca Cola or you know whatever every time. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I feel that. I like taking putting some uh, sparkling water in some juice, almost that's like a all sport. I mean, I generally don't like. I'm I'm just not a big fan of the bubbles. Like, period. Like, that's you know part of not liking you don't like soda. bubbles at all. I mean, it's not that I hate them. It's just like it, it usually fucks my appetite. Really? Like my stomach feels full. Like because it's got a bunch of fucking gas in it. That makes sense. Um, and uh, you know we're like. I'll be halfway through my meal that's like a, you know, normally I ate the whole meal. And then, yeah. like, you, then I'll just have to, like, sit around and, like, wait to burp to be able to eat the rest of it before, like, I'm hungry again. Whoa. I've never felt that effect. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I think that I'm weird. But, like, obviously, a lot of people like soda, right? Sure. So they, I, With their meals, though. I think that know. most, I think that they probably just have a different experience than I do, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's not like that we're working off the exact same information and I'm just inexplicably coming to a different conclusion i am like fully ready to burp like uh way more than is polite yeah i think so that might be why i'm down with it yeah i don't burp that much otherwise dude well i i think i heard this on i was listening to ijb mm-hmm. maybe it's uh, a very popular podcast yeah definitely popular enough that it gets an acronym you can just use ijb absolutely you can't do lsp no for uh, us Mm-mm. what the fuck is that Felt i don't know saying it yeah uh i think you guys were talking about drinking sodas though but i was thinking more about that we both drank sodas before yeah 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 i drank soda at work you know whether that whether people do that or not and uh i forgot why we were talking about that right now <laughs> but so i'm willing to drop this topic actually why the yeah, fuck we, did I bring this we up? are watching the finals right now, so yeah. this will be more distracted than Mandela, normal, especially. which is already a fairly distracted podcast. These guys are getting tats while working on cars. Yeah, it's in, in commercial right drinking now. Drinking beers, dude. This is the rules. Yeah, it does seem like the and life. And doing graffiti. Yeah. All of the coolest things you could do. And and then they're also drinking a Modelo. And they're at an art gallery now. With Mr. Cartoon. That's cool. Dude. I've loved these Modelo spots that are all about like hype. Like it's your classic celebrity advertisement where like, you know, they got a pitch man. Mm-hmm. But that half the commercial appears to be explaining to me who this low rent pinch man is right yeah. like they're uh they're dj or whatever <laughs> those modello commercials with a dj that i've never heard of outside but of it's Modelo like get commercial. to know this guy he's cool as hell and guess what the constant is he's drinking motherfucking modello <clears throat> but you they could be cool seem too. to kind of be half like you should hear about this and also half yeah, like it's very sneaky like uh well of course we know about dj it's 
It's like DJ something X, like DJ Jane X, DJ X Jane, something like that. Okay, okay. This, yeah, and uh, that that one also. See, like the guy, they put his name up at the end. It was like Mister Cartoon. Yeah, tattooing so, like, street artist, Mister Cartoon. What's up? <laughs> yeah, just like <laughs> it was a cool commercial. It's that kind a cool of a failure of your uh, pitch man if you have to explain who they are. I feel that it's definitely a weird hybrid, where yeah. They're trying to have it both ways, I guess. You could just have the Mr. They're trying to not pay that much for the yeah, pitch Yeah, most man, interesting man. You got to explain that he's the most interesting man, but it's kind of the gimmick, you know. Yeah, and that's not like a celebrity endorsement just per se. Kim. It's like kind of like Kim. a play on the celebrity Look how endorsement. Look looks, dude. Yeah, no, he's aging gracefully. Look at that big old pencil he had. What's that about? Uh, he's thinking. Okay. I mean, just the look on There's his Chris face. Chris Paul talking to the ref, like you talked about. Yeah, no, uh, Chris Paul does not get along with this ref. And this ref is known for... Uh, that is the ref you were mentioning? I think so. Okay. Scott they Foster. Seem, this seems like a respectful discussion so far. I mean, he's got to try and win this game, you know? So, like, not not trying to just Definitely. motherfuck him to start with it. You shouldn't have... But Chris Paul, yeah, he he rises above that. Um, but, yeah, he's also you know, the there's one... There's three teams out there, TC. Do you know that? There's three teams. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. The, the you know the home the visitor and the refs that's right mm -hmm. yeah you gotta account for him um but yeah he's he's also known for uh pushing things the way the league wants really yeah yeah this ref so are you Foster. like a QAnon guy about this you, you think they're I mean I don't think like that's I, my new word for I would any be kind like a QAnon a guy about it. <laughs> If like QAnon was like a proven thing that had like uh, happened before, some like people say Tim Donahue exists, right? But that wasn't what the league wanted. That was gambling, right? Yeah, but part of what he, he said, like, the line. like once they, and I mean, whatever, dude. I'm sure that you probably have like the legal term for a uh, uh, witness that like is obviously like. Once he was already like out of jail or whatever, you know, mm -hmm. so like he's been popped for the whole thing. And then, the, then like he's got a platform, you know, like he's someone who can get interviews on shows. Sure. He would go on and like what he wrote a book and in the book is like well, there was rough meetings uh -huh. before every playoff game. Right. Everyone in that meeting understood what they were trying to tell us and they would never say like it's time for the Suns to win. But uh -huh. every single person leaving that meeting would know it's time for the Suns to win. Here's how we're going to do it. Like, interesting. That's interesting. Until you actually know what he means by that, it's hard to judge, right? I mean, he explained, you know, like it's it's areas of emphasis. It's like they're the, just like you got the kind watch of fouls that they want you they want you to it. call. And yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah, they yeah. they know what things the Suns do and like whether or not you're going to let them get away with them or not. So do you think every ref is as knowledgeable as Donaghy is saying they were, or were some just kind of like going along gullibly like, well, the boss says we got to watch these ones tonight. So I, I think that, I think that all of them are aware of it. I mean, like they made it to the NBA. Um, and then I also think, uh, Scott Foster is like quite obviously aware of it. He's a dirty cop. Basically. I, we've just seen this happen. Like whenever, uh, Phoenix went up to, Oh, uh, Foster ref game three. Easy okay. win for the Bucks, but so does so Chris Paul and Foster would want the same thing on this game, though, right? It does appear that the most likely thing the league would like is a game seven, but Scott Foster has never officiated a uh, Chris Paul win in the playoffs. Well, it could be tonight. The it's going to be a time of first, you know. The exactly, yeah. Jonas, on 
How do you say that last name? Tentacupo. I, I usually just ignore the that first N and kind of okay. go from there. I think that's right. I'm not I'm not positive. Okay. This is nice, dude. I like watching basketball. <laughs> well, let's not do it too much <laughs> so that we can make a podcast. All right, dude. So or we could just wrap it here. Just make it a make well, it a quick app and we'll we can't just go do four watch hour the anymore, fucking dude. All right, well, thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> uh Fucking dude, were you there when I got I got into a big old beef with a, a kid over Princess Peach? No, yeah, please tell me all I, your Peach I stories. I don't think you were there for this. This kid was such an kind of an idiot. Did you, you know? ever have it? Oh, for sure, dude. Yeah, you had yeah. the peach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you yeah. gave it up. I'm trying to think why I would have given it up, but here's my theory. I was sleeping in the college dorm, so it's like can't take Peach with you. I don't think. I mean, you know why I mean? not? They got, I mean, it's not like they had mattresses up there already. I would assume that all of them were whatever they were sleeping on before. I don't know, man. Plus, I, yeah. Well, now I'm like, and I was sleeping on the floor, but is that more of a reason to have Peach? I mean, you know, if, if you really cared about the good of the group, the wear and tear of dragging Peach across every time, that seems a little fucked up. For sure. And I definitely like, uh, by like year I two. never had it. I never had peach or plum. I, I had like a, there was kind of like a two tier of the crap mattresses and I had like really? the better one of that. But I, I think I that think by I the time I was strength, the, I don't think the peach was around. Yeah, yeah. Like it didn't last forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Peach had a, a minute, but uh, I definitely, it's not like I was like a fucking meditating, levitating fucking Buddha by this point. But I did try to practice some degree of non-attachment to some of this stuff by then. Because mm -hmm. I was like, it's just fucking stuff that they can take away from you. Like, it's like, you know, whatever. Uh, but there's also the principle of the thing. And there's fucking, when you want a good night's sleep, it's one of the few things that you have going for you. Like, it often was the best part of my day was when you hit the fucking sack dude absolutely oh yeah yeah like especially uh, in the days where uh they had worked i mean i think uh, god we should rename the podcast i think i've talked about this before <laughs> um the, yeah, we, we should just assume we have and just stop saying it they had the audacity to name to name 6 a.m as the wake up time and then we went through a time where a lot of people were sick uh, but not so sick they had to be held out of school. It was like everyone had like a little bit of a cold. And so the uh, line for meds was too long. Oh. And so they pushed it back to 5.30. 5.30 a.m. wake up time because too many kids because we Because the morning process was just taking too long and kids are arriving at school every day late. And you think Nancy would have that? Or you think <sighs> she wouldn't have it? Yeah, yeah. And so they push it. This is like... This is one of the central, you know. Can't um, they give meds out a different way? Well, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like tell the person giving out meds to fucking, you know, chop, chop a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Or make the entire school wake up a half hour earlier. Well, you know. Wow. Um, And this is just, you know, it's one of the big lessons about you know, why, why I would never support like a command economy, right? Um, Thank it's just, you. This, this sort me. of stuff. Thank you uh it's just like uh you know i mean like it, it, it fucked my whole life up that we had to wake up that early 
Yeah. Um, but like they made that call for this, you know, one week situation of kids needing extra meds and then just never moved it back. Well, I was going to say, when you said 6 a.m., I was like, that's honestly a little bit late. Like that's they just I'm, put it at five thirty. That's what I'm. I was think when I think of what's the Excel wake up time, I think five thirty, five twenty. And uh, I mean, they, after like a year of that, they had a total. Re- I think that with the start of the school year, at like the after you graduated, like for the rest of, for my freshman year, wake up time was five thirty. Um, and then whenever they whenever we got back to school, I think they had redone it so that I I think that it was like six thirty. I so think you woke up at six thirty. Yeah, yeah, because that was manageable. Were you still doing shifts. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We did shifts the whole time. Well, I mean, like, obviously, I didn't have to do shifts whenever I was a new kid. That was nice, right? Um, and then for my first, I think it was like concurrent with uh, moving to the big dorm. I think that pretty much there might have been a couple times at the big dorm because it used to be that shifts was in response to a specific situation. Where, like, hey, we just got this new kid. He lives in the woodlands. Like, we really want to watch out for him. So, like, let's do some shifts. Right. But then at a certain point, they just stopped caring about what was the composition of the kids. It was just you had to do shifts. Yeah, which makes sense. It's kind of like to use a thing that was going on at the same time. Who takes the terror? You already have people fucking sleeping in front of the doors. Yeah, but who takes the terror alert down from Orange? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, I understand the dynamics, but I hate. No staff member wanted to. No, no staff member had to do shifts. Yes, and so none of them had a reason except being kind or compassionate, which just rarely a focus to be like, hey, why don't we let these teenagers who are here for mental health issues get full night's sleep, dude? You know. My kid is waking me up, man. I'm waking up. I woke up at 3.30, 4.30 today. That and I know this is a sucks. hot button issue, so I don't mean to like, uh, but you, you, the, the kid sleeps in the bed, right? Right now. That's going to change though. Okay. Yeah. Because our, ours in the last like two or three weeks has started uh, really looking for that as an option. Like the entire time that she's been alive, we like... Whenever she was sleeping in our room, she was sleeping in a crib next to me. Like, We never did that. We had a bassinet in the room that she would never be in. And then she had a crib in her own room that for probably the first three months of her life, we could put her in it for naps. But she would wake up and just wail. Mm -hmm. And there is like another one where I'm like, you know, we talk about like parenting and like, do you do parents, did every Excel parent do their best? Like... You know, just what are the parents' motivations? Different kids have different experiences. And, you know, it's a way to talk about forgiveness, I think, in many ways. But already I'm like, did I screw that up? Because I viewed her going down as a nap as being like, uh, dude, that's a fucking, that's an hour to do something. You know, when I was watching her when she was small. Yeah. And so she would wake up. A lot of times she'd start crying, dude. You know, so maybe she now associates the crib and sleep with like fear and being alone and stuff, like on a pre-verbal primal level. She's just gonna have to unlearn that, and I'm gonna have to help her. But you know, it's like I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like it's like I can't give her like take her to CPS and be like, "You guys take over. I screwed up too bad." You know what I mean? Like it's like, but I have a feeling these are the kind of things that you end up just like. 
at least for me, they're going to occur to me like for the rest of my life. Yeah. And it's just like, you got to fucking pay attention, learn. I don't know. It's, it kind of sucks, but so I got a book about baby sleep. I'm actually going to like write up a bit like a business plan, but for sleep, like I'm writing a memo to my wife basically of like, let's try this, let's do this, you know, of an actual plan because I don't fucking know what to do. So, I mean, that's yeah, kind of how I think about it. I found the whole thing to be pretty cyclical. Like that she, you know, I mean, like you got your regressions, right? All, all parents. Yeah. Know this. And well, you know, we traveled and when we got back, it was like fucking a big time regression. Yeah. The travel always disrupts and it. We're going to Austin no doubt. like pretty soon anyway. So yeah, it's like, and she's in theory staying with the mother-in-law. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be, Lord knows what. The sleep's gonna be like yeah so god bless the mother-in-law well i'm almost like Best should we fucking you. wait you know yeah but anyway um but yeah so uh just uh, we're, we're we've been going through where for whatever reason she's just like the the regular way to like just like rock her to sleep and then put her in the crib yeah um she's just not doing it she like wakes up. She notices you're putting it in. That's what my kid does. She notices you're putting in your crib. Yeah. She like she grabs like on the rail sensor. as you're putting it. Like as she's going by the rail. Yeah. She's fucking grabbing it and not letting it down and just uh, saying no, 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 ah, no, no. Yeah, it's terrible, dude. Yeah, that is hard um, to deal So with. I don't. I I'm not like I'm sure there's plenty of parents out there. Most kinds of people that send their kids to excel. Uh, that are just <laughs> like you know fuck you. Uh, I don't care about your no. Like you're gonna figure it out. Um, but I me, I try to listen. Fuck you, but yeah, whether or not they say it, like well, dude, the place, the abuse that was inflicted upon us, like uh, only exists because people think that as long as you don't say fuck you and you just act fuck you, that you're a good person, and I reject that. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Um, Is this a new GI Joe movie? Yeah, I was we got a just new GI Joe. They need to make a new one. Snake Eyes. I know, it looks good. I haven't seen I any mean, of for them what yet. it. Is I haven't had a chance. Okay. Anyway, sorry. Um, but uh, yeah, so I, you know, I mean, like, I'm like, all right, this clearly isn't working. Let's see if we can find an alternate solution. Right. Um, and so she will, She'll now she'll go to bed. She's, she'll go to bed in our bed and then we'll just move her over. And then okay. a couple times she was, uh, would like wake up halfway through, realize she wasn't there and be like, nah, I want to go back. Right. And... I guess the probably just what's going on here is, you know, my kid is older, so she's larger than yours. And so, and also, like, I'm larger than you, so I take up more of the bed, but uh, just like untenable, dude. I, I was just, I just can't believe that you've done it. Like, uh, <laughs> she just, they move yeah, around she, so much. No, that's no problem. It, it's, you know, it's the There's crying. not enough, could be, there's enough room if all of us sleep like adults. Whenever she decides that she's sleeping sideways, and like yeah. just migrates that in the middle of the night, then like there's not enough room for one of us to sleep sideways, even if it is the two year old. Well, she definitely clings much more to my wife. So yeah. uh, I'm basically unbothered unless she's making noise. How much she moves around, like every time she moves around, it wakes me up a little. Or like I can just feel that like it's getting, I'm not getting to that deepest level. I feel like a couple weeks of this, I think the, you know, like the suicide chance approach is 90. Like, I'm never getting to that deepest level. That's what I'm saying, dude. They, like, I the idea of shifts is so insane to me now, to make people do that night after night. Like, and I guess it's just the sleep quality. Just degrades. in your life, you never get to the deep level. 
Like not much these days. I just know whenever I haven't for a while because like fucking like everything gets dark. Like my mentally, I feel very dark. Like, yeah, definitely. I agree. Yeah. Well, dude, I mean, you know, I, I know I'm one to talk, but the THC does not help. Uh, for, with the sleep? Yeah. With okay. Most, with, with most people. I can't tell you that's the case for you. But uh, it's a common effect when you stop smoking. Weed. I'm not confused about the cause here, dude. Whenever the kid's not kicking me every half hour throughout the night, I'm fine. Oh, okay. Well, then, you know, of course, that's an obvious, you know, <laughs> yeah. immediate improvement in your life. I think for me, definitely, like, uh, I can get pretty close to where I'm just rocking six and a half to seven continuous hours of sleep. Mm-hmm. If I'm living right, if I'm fully just, you know, clean. clean. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, but that, that means, I mean, clean, you know, like everything, like, uh, only tacos. I, yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> which is like pretty, you know, it's just, you know, meat, gluten-free corn tortillas, uh, no, like fucking, you know, peanut butter cookies. Like we just had, uh, and not a bunch of coffee in the morning. Because now that, like, it sticks with me, that, like, the whole sleep quality is degraded if I have too much caffeine even in the morning. It all sucks, dude. But uh, uh, I, I fucking, the, like... Anyway, yeah. We're still kind of going back and I'm forth, but... I'm not bringing any good content to this pod, dude. I'm just complaining about sleep. I'm realizing... Not, no, no. This wouldn't even be good if we were just eating a meal together. I would be a boring companion to you. Let's not denigrate the, the podcast yeah, on the podcast, you're right, Alex. You're right, you're right. That was meta. Um, that was part of the up and down. But uh, fucking, uh, this is one of those things where, like, I, I know, I know for certain she didn't like understand the meaning of every word that I said. Your daughter. Yeah. Right. But uh, so that's what I've been telling myself. Once we can explain it, we should do it then. But it doesn't sound like that fucking does anything. What do you mean? Well, because I've been like, I don't want my daughter to be like. Oh, they've abandoned me, and we have to tell her using words that include like tenses. You know what I mean? Like we're like we're over there. You sleep here. I do, but I, I have like tried like throughout time. You know, like yeah, but your daughter's old enough so that that's conceivable. But whenever she was like a month old, I would be like, it's just a good habit to be in, right? Yeah, but our daughter has not really taken to that use of it and now she's used to sleeping in the bed yeah so if you tell her at however old she is but old enough to know that this is where she always sleeps it's her bedtime routine you know what i mean mm -hmm. and then it's like you change that i've been thinking i want her to know from us we're like hey a change is coming this is what's what it's about it's because big girls sleep here or like whatever but it's like that takes a lot of language she doesn't speak English that well. Like, it's going to be a minute before we can explain it like that. Yeah, uh, I, so I understand. I'm, we have to do the sleep thing before that is what yeah, I'm saying. Like, I would hope. I definitely know. I can, like, I've been basically instructed. <laughs> uh, and so that's what I'm saying. It's like, I don't really know what to do because I kind of wish we had been – not more harsh, but maybe more harsh. I don't know. Like when she was, she that's first what I was kind of saying about the uh, daycare thing of like, yeah. Well, how's your daughter doing with daycare now with her adjustment? definite improvement? Yeah. Does she, she does 
I mean, we dropped her off today and she cried, but like, it's night and day. Like before, like I said, she was crying like someone was like she was sure they were going to kill her. (laughs) Like that was the level of urgency. Like, yeah. uh, And now it's just kind of like light complaint. My you daughter know, cries like, when I my wish wife leaves leave. sometimes. Yeah. Like when I'm watching her yeah, and yeah, she yeah. likes me. Like, but, you know, mama's leaving. You yeah, know. she loves my mom. And whenever I would drop her off at my mom's and I would leave, she would cry. She did that for a couple months. Yeah, You yeah, know, yeah. like, no, but yeah. I'm saying there's a, like, a, there's a way that, that she does it. that part of sleep. Like if she just gave it a, she does that anyway. Like yeah. sleeping in the bed, she still is not happy about it. Yeah. Which I get. I, you know. I also hate sleep. You gotta love life. And love sleep, but also hate sleep. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm now just now starting to, I think, understand what people mean when they talk about like sleep hygiene and stuff. Like, because I'll be in the garage just fucking around, whirly boarding, fucking, you know, doing, listening to music. Like, and like if I'm in a state where I'm smoking weed before I go to bed, like I used to smoke weed right before I went to bed. And so I'd just be like wilding out, headphones in. And then when I'm finally like starting to get really tired, I'm like, I still have headphones in. I go into the bed and then just like pass out. The next morning I like find my headphones, you know, wrapped around me in the bed or whatever. Uh, Now I'm AirPod boy, obviously. Mm -hmm. But like, I just now I'm like, I think that's like, I was just, I didn't want to be alone with my thoughts that much. Yeah, I just wanted to distract myself until I fell asleep. And like, what's that about? Because at Excel, I did like come to love the like in-between time of like wakefulness and sleep. And it was like such a fucking awesome place to be. And I loved it, dude. Uh, I was always hoping I could get out so that I could engage in the routine that I now engage in of... It's not as much as you're saying, but it's close. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just well, pretty much still, minus the headphones. Just kind of like just going in my life until I'm like clearly really tired. Yeah. And then yeah. laying down and being asleep shortly thereafter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, but I'm like, it's to me, yeah, it's like I've it's being exhausted, I guess is like uh Yeah. And it's like if you are smoking weed, like that's a factor in it too. Like getting so stoned that you fucking fall asleep, or if you're drinking alcohol or eating yeah. a lot of food, honestly. Like, you know, I sometimes, it's funny, like, uh, you know, the Dilbert guy, Scott Adams? Of course. You know, I'm assuming you've read his books. Uh, no. Just as a refresher. Uh, he talks about in one of them how he's like, a good way to fall asleep is if you're like, if you don't do well with like simple carbohydrates. Why are you reading these books? Are, do you want to make this the Scott Adams episode, dude? No, I've got like I love three Adams. different levels of loops I need to close. But Scott <laughs> Adams is like the dumbest. I agree. Human on I the know planet. that. Okay, good. Uh, so real, real fast, I started reading Scott Adams in like seventh grade, sixth or seventh grade. Okay, okay. when Dilbert was actually out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, that's like, a time when most people were reading Scott Adams. Yeah, of the people who've read them. So at Cranberry, the library was uh, connected to the school. It was the public library and the school's library. They mm-hmm. were like together, and they had like they would have a cart with like the new books that came out. You know, like okay. so people to get there's Dilbert on the cover. I fucking get it. Then he talks about affirmations in the book about how he wrote down like I'll be rich or whatever, and like he just got a flash of insight to buy a certain stock. He bought it. He got rich. So I did that. I'm going to get a girlfriend. So I just Hell did. Yeah. Big ups, I, dude. I got a girlfriend, dude. Just the next day. Like, no. 
but it took like a month. But then I was like, this is freaking me out, dude. This is too powerful. Uh, so I'm not I, dismissive of affirmations. Well, that's how I learned about them from Scott Adams, dude. Nice. You know, I, you know, learned about the Bible from Jamie in a lot of ways. You gotta I mean, take, you know, you gotta he wrote down every day, I'm going to have an 18-year-old wife. And <laughs> Does now, he? I think yes. <laughs> He's such a weirdo, dude. So I read his new books, like, uh, I mean, relatively new, post-Trump, because that's when he came back on my radar. Yeah, because he was uh, big. He was big into yeah. Trump. He was like, well, I think he was like very cutesy about it. Like he was like, I'm not a Trump supporter. I'm a hypnotist analysis or an, like I analyze persuasion and Trump is so persuade. Like he would just like talk about how sick Trump was. Yeah. But then he would be like, I'm not a Trump guy. But I think at this point it's like he's a Trump guy. Yeah, I think he uh, stopped trying to make that distinction after a while. Yeah, I think. I think the audience kind of like funnels itself out, like in some ways, like and shaped him. But yeah, no, it's like quite odd. Like, yeah, the just uh, the more people are like yelling at you for being a Trump guy, they're quite obviously making you be a Trump guy, right? Yeah, well, and, and whenever then, you're having to constantly defend, like you get tired of making like this very specific point he's trying to make about like persuasiveness or whatever. And you just be like, fine. Yeah, dude, everything he says is good. Just shut the fuck up and leave me alone. Well, yeah, I think that's part of it. But I think also like, uh, if you know about Scott Adams, cause I looked at this, uh, you know, cause he is successful online. You definitely know he, more about him. Than he me. Definitely like pivoted into being this, like an online kind of guy. Yeah. Not that I would be a guy who gets up and talks about like how sick, you know, obviously we both have had some yucks at Trump, you know, in his persuasive efforts. But I'm saying, like, I'm not Scott Adams is like that thing you said for the Zoolander thing, you know? I'm like, <laughs> I'm I'm impressed at what he's been able to do. I'm Alex not is referring to uh yeah, the part of yeah, Zoolander yeah. where uh uh Owen Wilson says that uh, his inspiration is Sting. Not that he listens to his music, but just knowing that he's out there making it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, and yeah, you said that about, that's how I feel about Tyler Perry. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. And I kind of feel that way about that's Scott That's a common Adams IJB. Uh, yeah, we, we refer back to that part oh, of really? Zoolander often. Yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, nice, nice, nice. Uh, the uh, So anyway, he does coffee with Scott Adams every morning. Okay. Like, he, it's a live, it's a dependable live stream. 9 a.m. You're getting getting into the office, or you're working from home. You're logging on. Scott Adams is there with you, dude. And he like he says, "This is you. Get, you got to hook the audience with like a little." This is why our podcast is failing, dude. Versus IJB, which is his acronym status. We don't have a hook for the listeners, dude. You know what I'm saying? I don't. Uh, he every time he's like, "Good morning, welcome to coffee with Scott Adams." Let's take a, and he takes a sip. He's like, let's take a sip or something. It involves that's the secret of his success. It involves Fuck taking off, a sip. Dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus he's like, Christ. check it out. You know, ooh, that's good. What do we have today? You know, so he's doing that every day. And that's like a big portion of the people who are buying his books, who are fucking with him. It's like, you know, when they talked about like when the dispensaries opened or with alcohol sales, it's like the, more than the 80 20 rule. It's like, almost all of your money is being made by problematic users. You know, like uh, the, the, the people who are buying the most weed are smoking the most weed. It's a, yeah. it's a small number of people, but they're buying almost all of the weed. Like 
the, of the people who are aware of Scott Adams. Is that Scott and his, his fucking wife? Yes. Oh, man. First of all, Scott's looking great. <laughs> not, I mean, not what, I, not what comes across to me. Uh, Scott looks like he's about 40 is, years is older this than the that wedding. Woman. Yes. What a fit for the wedding. He's wearing a white t shirt and uh, shorts. He's, I'm uh, assuming those are shorts. No, 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 no. Um, oh, man. He like had the regular. Oh, he took off his regular fit at the reception like that? Yes, yes. Well, that's kind of chumpish, honestly. Yeah. I can't get behind that. That's but, who he is, dude. So you found his wedding pics. You don't have these saved on your phone. I've been looking through them for a little bit, Beautiful, but I knew I knew where dude. they were. Uh, I mean, his wife's beautiful. Congratulations to them both. I'm happy. You know, first of all, this is about to become more relevant to my life, but I will just dangle it out there now. I'm pro age gap, dude. I'm pro true love. And if that means, you know, it's an age gap couple, if they love each other. There's, uh, even if there's power dynamics, as long as it's consenting, you know what I'm saying? I'm I think that it. there's some uh, clear exceptions, right? Do you think this is one of them? It doesn't. It, she seems it, like she's. It getting... feels like we're wandering in the territory where, it, if it were me, I would. I would. I don't think that that would be something I would be interested in. If you were Scott Adams, yes, you would not be interested in Scott Adams' wife. I would not marry that woman. You're single, as Scott Adams. Uh huh. You're at the airport. Thinking nice. She's talking to you saying, I love Dilbert. 35-year-old, 30, <laughs> you know. Well, you're statistically anomalous in that regard. I will just tell you that. That's interesting. No. And, what do you and, mean? Well, I don't think you're statistically anomalous. It's not that, like most people are married to someone 40 years younger than them. That's true. But most people don't have that opportunity. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And a lot of people love their wives for a lot of reasons. I mean, this right. came up uh, at a gathering of friends uh, just this last weekend, and I, I feel, I mean, I guess maybe someone at the table was uh, scared that they couldn't say their true opinion, but the <laughs> whole table was like, no, of course you shouldn't, like, date a, not shouldn't, but just like, I would not want to date a 20-year-old, like, it sounds right. annoying. You know, uh, not... There's even a guy at the table <laughs> who's like, yeah, I dated a 22-year-old whenever I was 30, and like, I would not recommend it. Right, but he did it. You know, he did do it. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's how we learned, dude. Sure. How long did they date? I wonder. I don't know. And who broke up? With I could him? call him. You know, I mean, if you're interested, I don't know any more details. He didn't say anything more than what I just said. I just find, you know, I have seen the situation about 10,000 times at work, like for employment law. You know what I mean? Just the old guy at work, the young gal. And so you can fucking be scandalized like the first 10,000 times. But then it's like, yeah, this shit happens all the fucking time. And it's like, it's very easy to sit back. And this is why I have compassion for these dudes. I'm serious, dude. And you know I have reason to fucking hold some grudges against some of them. But it's like uh, a tale as old as time, dude. You know what I mean? Like when the guy's old and single, there's like a certain kind of girl or woman who that's what she's into. There's like... Some women want nothing to do with an old guy. Some women, like, I guess the right old guy can charm them. And some of them are like, get the fuck out of my way, young guys. I want, I, I have dad issues. I've resolved them as much as I'm going to, or I'm happy with where they are. Or maybe I don't identify with having dad issues, but this is what I'm into. A lot of women are into high status dudes, which they define, you know, everyone defines that differently. 
But, you know, it's all about like how did a certain archetype embed itself in your brain? And uh, I feel like it's, I don't know. It's, it's, uh, I always roll my eyes when I hear a bunch of dudes, you know, I know your friend did talk from his personal experience, so I'm not saying him, but I definitely know, and I've seen it enough to when I see a bunch of dudes being like, how could you ever, like, I would never, like, whatever. I'm like, well, you know, lucky for somebody, the opportunity is not presenting itself to you. So your opinion is not worth much. Like you're, you might be posturing even to yourself. Uh, you might be mad that you're not, you know, the guy with the 20 year old. And so you're like being like, that guy's terrible. You know what I mean? Mm, no, like, I, I don't think that. that I I'm think that like the, I, I, it's I not like know. whatever. Dude. If my daughter, who was the old guy that got us talking about this? Scott Adams. Yeah. If my daughter dated Scott Adams, I would be like, I have some atonement to do. Like I would not feel good about what I did as a father. Have you, did you ever watch Bored to Death, that show? Yeah, yeah. Like where Ted Danson's daughter is dating like that old ass dude. And Ted <laughs> Danson's like, what the fuck, dude? You know, <laughs> I don't like, remember that so It means you sucked as a father, yeah. dude, you know? So it's like, I don't, I'm not uh, like. You know, I, exactly I don't know that I agree with that. There you go, dude. What? Is it bad that she was dating like a 55-year-old dude? She was like, I don't know, in the show, like 25. It's a little different. But when do, is it, is it 25? Are we going to define the new like age of consent and majority as 25? I've seen grumblings Jesus of that. fucking Christ, Alex. Well, that's You're when the, killing me, dude. That's when the prefrontal cortex... I'm not trolling you, dude. That's when the prefrontal cortex like there's fully no difference. is on board. There is a difference, dude. No, between... Uh, there's no difference in my heart between if you were trying to get me this upset or just me arriving at it organically. That's why I was thinking, dude. It's like I'm not Like good. we can't have this conversation about whether or not Scott Adams is a creep without you being like, is all of society going to ban relationships under 25? Well, that's when the prefrontal like, cortex really is online. So it's like, who's consenting before it's that? Just it's just a clearly like egregious over the line arguing tactic. I, it's not though from me. I'm telling you right now. I would Whether only, or not I you arrived at it me. honestly is immaterial to me. It's, I'm not the only one saying it. And, you know, I, 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 I understand the argument. I'm not even saying I agree with it. I can understand the argument too. Dude, it's like, uh, you but know. But that's not really what I'm interested in talking about. There are people in my life I'm interested in completing the two of, stories of, that I've been 90% complete for like right, a half hour. All right, all right. We'll get back to Scott. No, no. Why do we need, <laughs> if you have more to say about Scott, go ahead. I have so much more. Well, I'm saying, so he's funny. Uh, his Hilarious. His one book was interesting. The first post-Trump one. He's like, he... He very, you know, there's like the, you say someone's like anal retentive or whatever. I think mm -hmm. he kind of has a little bit of that. He needs to unclench a little bit, I think. Yeah. Uh, in his book, he's like, my number one PR tip is, it's one thing to joke about yourself, but never let yourself be associated with shit or fecal matter. And it's like, I kind of get that. Like, I don't like when people call each other pieces of shit. I, I find that dehumanizing, but it's like it's a weird obsession scott adams has also he couldn't talk for like a year his his voice stopped working i forgot what his hypothesis was about why i was but uh you know having joe buck not it wasn't a year it was a little while joe buck uh recently said something about that in the news yeah, I mean, it was a year or two ago he wrote a book. He had like plastic surgery addiction or something. It, it wasn't plastic surgery addiction. He got hair plugs and like 
as part of the he hair missed plug. part of the season because of uh, i don't think he ended up missing anything he just couldn't talk for a while and it was unclear whether or not he was going to come back like he wow. got the surgery done like uh like immediately after the super bowl or something like that so he didn't have to do anything again until you know i mean i guess he does baseball throughout the season but i i don't even yeah. like i know he does the world series i don't think he does the saturday game every time i prefer the local broadcast so i don't know me too you're just not watching baseball. We know that. I would. I, I like the idea of being like a guy sitting outside watching TV outside, the game, the ball game's on. I'm smoking cigs. Getting an outside TV just to watch baseball and it would be so tight. Right? Yeah. You know? I mean, that, I, I leave my account logged in at your head. house. If you want to pop on Yankees games, you can. See, that's too complicated for me. Like, that Apple TV is to not turn the on an Apple, Apple TV. TV. And it's like, where am I going to play it? Okay. You know, I'll play it on the wall in the garage and just have yeah. it. Open. I'm not sitting outside then. I guess I could have it on. Kind of open those out, doors. in and out. Yeah, I do that. Well, you don't have time. an outside TV, so yes. That's it's what I'm be a, Okay. I don't have a lot of things. I don't have an outside TV, and I still watch a lot of baseball. It's pretty good. Yeah. I don't really watch TV. Like, Well, today I watched a movie. When I watch my daughter, I'll, I'll watch TV sometimes. Yeah. So... uh so the, the dropping off of the daycare, I, I, I see that as like similar to like my conclusion, because we talked about that pretty extensively last time, right? Or two times ago, right. whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Been it's been discussed I felt a lot. like I was maybe a little brusque. <laughs> I, I apologize for that. That's okay. I, you don't, whatever, dude. Um, <laughs> I don't know how to handle apologies. That. So I, you know, the, uh, you don't have to give them because then what do I, I don't know what to do. Well, if they make um, you uncomfortable, I'll put you on the list of accept when to make amends would harm them or others. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. There you want. go. Because yes. it might, I was like, sometimes I'm making amends. And it's to solve my own anxiety, perhaps. Dude, I listen back to the pod and sometimes I'm like, you sound like a fucking dumb idiot asshole. Like, I think that to myself. Yeah, you, know, he, you was uh, on. I mean, I knew what she meant. Me, but not you. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, no. boy, what what a thing for him to say if he was doing it that dude, way. Dude, when we because it's been so long since we cast it, I, I don't know how I'm supposed to take this. He said I'm <laughs> a dumb idiot asshole. Not you, dude. <laughs> I know. No, I, I, I know. I'm, I'm the last one. So I I got my old phone going, uh -huh. and someone I knew had, had listened to the cast and texted that the old phone number. And so it was the Gnosticism episode, and he was like, it's a good episode. It is a good episode. Uh, so I listened back. I was like, there were parts of it that were really good. But there are other parts I was like, TC's so fucking good at podcasting, dude. Like, you suck. You're kind of like oh, I was like a no, commenter, no. dude. I was like, drag it down again, Al. Like, jump in with your bullshit. Like, TC has a story he wants to tell. Like, you know, anyway, so... I'm out of the way for this one. I mean, that episode you were like, uh, this is not like a, a complaint. I, I like to not like as, I mean, I just said, so I don't need to repeat it. I like the narcissism episode. That was one where like, from the time you walked in the door, I was like trying to coach myself. Like, hey, just let him roll on some of these. Like, mm. he's clearly got some energy here. Yeah, like, yeah, if we yeah. try and stay in the way of this train, we're going to get hit by a train. We just That's ride the train. We're going to go beautiful places. We're going to go on a beautiful train ride. That's your podcaster's instinct. Dude. So, I mean, I, I did not like execute perfectly, but I was trying. I was trying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but I there even there were parts like on the way to it where. But I this seemed like, like one where I could possibly get a story or get two. Get him off, in. dude. That's what I'm saying. Dude. Go, go <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. So just I, I, my my conclusion there, I think, because I mean, like you know, I was. 
like I could either take a, a a major or a minor interpretation of these things, right? And I was kind of like contemplating the major one uh, the previous episode, and I'm not sure where I sit with that. I've got to think about it some more. But uh, the the minor one is is more just like uh, you know maybe we should have like introduced her to the situation more often before now, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like uh, a lot of kids they're dropped off at daycare like from the time where they don't really know what's going on. So like yeah. their accepted reality includes some daycare time. Right. Whereas like, you know, Izzy has been able to like develop coping skills for certain situations. And during that time has not been presented with this one. Right. So like, you know, arriving at the situation with no skills, like it was, you know, it was really tough for her. Um, but she, I mean, like it used to be that, uh, there's levels that would be obvious to anyone if they were in the experience. Like I, I could tell you that she cries every time, but like that's not conveying. That would be more or less lying. Like it's literally true, but it's giving you so little information. Right. It's indistinguishable from lying. Because like sometimes uh, when we like exit the highway, she's crying. You know, and like crying like for sure. Dude, with babies fucking, cry all the time. Dude. Yeah. Well, no, I I just mean like she knows it's coming. Like specifically, she knows oh, we're approaching the school. Okay, okay, okay. Like there's a there's a thing where uh, so she doesn't love it. The the point at which she starts crying, you know, now like today when we dropped her off, it was like as I was handing her to the woman, uh-huh. she's like giving a couple faint, you know, like I don't like this. Okay. Um, versus like when you're pulling into the parking lot, she's screaming, you know. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That makes sense. And like okay. getting from that second one to the first one uh, is yeah, great. That's good. Yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah. That is good. Um, so you know, I, I don't know. I just like now now that we have made progress. It's kind of like I. It's backed me down a little bit from being as despondent <laughs> about my entire worldview being wrong. That's good. Um, as I was last time, but I don't know. I, I also I have some amount of my self is like, is that just fucking like you saw the truth, but it was so uncomfortable that now you're like finding ways to unsee it. Interesting. Like certainly people do that, what her right? Brain is doing, huh? That's arguably what her brain is doing. I don't think she's seen the truth. Those people are not there to hurt her, right? So I agree. I, it's pretty uh, safe let's preschool. Hope pray. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, so, yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, and then you're talking about like, uh, well, we were talking about the sleep stuff. You know, trying to get kids to sleep. Yeah. Um, and I was describing the the process she's been in lately, but then you were also talking about like uh, explaining things to kids, right? Of like, you know, if you could tell CC, like, hey, oh yeah, that it would. That's what I wanted to be able to do, yeah, so that she wouldn't feel that way. But I don't think we're gonna make it. And like I said, I think that's a good thing to practice. So like, I've been, you know, yeah, we could say, it. Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I say it now. Like when she hurts herself, I'm like, I'm sorry, baby. That must have been so scary. Like blah blah blah. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't think she under she understands my tone of voice. And, and the point at I'm which she understands all of it is going to be earlier if you're practicing. Like it's practice, you know. Like practice it helps definitely. with anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and also like. um understanding stuff like that comes way before being able to verbalize it. And so you're going to kind of not like, like she's going to be able to understand what you mean when you say it well before she's going to be able to say something like that back to you. Um, And so that's, you know, like the process of like what's going on in her mind, always some uncertainty for you 
about what exactly is happening in her head the way that it is for any person right. in another person's head. Makes sense. And so, you know, giving her the benefit of a doubt that, like, maybe she can understand this um is is useful i mean like it's probably not going to work out right now because she's like a year old but uh well it's not yeah in my case it could happen sooner than you realize it's not going to calm her i don't think but i don't want to go in there with my expectations projected on her but i think it's basically i don't know man I think what I, I'm going to try is she goes in the crib and, I, you know, one of us will be in there with her but won't take her out. But just will sit in there. And be yeah, like, yeah. You, that, know, you sleep We've found that helpful sometimes. Um, I think that it would, the plan is going to involve some aspect of that. But yeah, so she's, you know, been having this thing where she's insistent about sleeping in our bed. Um and then I've been having this thing where it really fucks me up if she does because I mean like I don't know I like it like I like it you know like it's uh-huh. just cool being near your kid um, yeah, but it's great. whenever uh, you know whenever I don't have deep sleep like uh, I can really tell and it it really has a large effect on me that is very negative um, yeah. and like you know paradoxically makes it more difficult for me to handle the situation of trying to get her to sleep right like that requires a lot of patience. To get your Definitely. Kids to that time when it doesn't happen to me as much. My wife kind of does the evening p- bedtime. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I put her down for sleep a good amount, but a lot of times I'll sleep with her and I'm also tired. But those times when it's like you're tired and you need the kid to get tired and go to sleep, yeah, that is the biggest frustration zone for me. Yeah. Like it's it's hard. It is. That's the hardest part. It is. It's, yeah. It is. Of all child rearing, yeah. The, it's so hard. Yes. It's extremely yeah. hard. But so it I was so I was kind of there. So I was kind of there, and um, I'm trying to remember. Did you ever have like a time at Excel when you're like hella tired from shifts and you're trying to get to bed, and because you're like strength and some kids acting up or whatever reason. So you're not getting to sleep. Like you know you're going to go to bed a half hour late That'd or an awful. hour late and, and you have a shift later. It reminds me of that. <laughs> like that's how I feel a lot now. Yeah. Uh, that it's, it's that exact tiredness of being like, oh my God, I'm already too tired for, to handle anything. And I'm just watching the hour and glass I know it's of gonna sleep be worse. trickle down. Yeah. Like as this person i'm responsible for keeps me awake like and i can't just duck out like i have to stay awake uh yeah like the to move forward is going to be just intolerable and i know that i will do it anyways because there are no other options dude i've taken her and basically bear hugged and she's been like crying still because she doesn't want to go to sleep Mm -hmm. and i've been so tired that like i wake up and she's like whimpered to sleep, but I'm pretty sure I fell asleep just bear hugging a crying fucking doctor. <laughs> like, cause I was so tired. She's like, you know, she's not like way, like screaming in my Some ear, amount of danger there. But I'm just like, all right, come on, you gotta go to sleep, you know? Like, yeah. And she's like, ah. So then I wake up and she's like still like kind of like, you know, and I'm like, all right. Uh, yeah, I agree. It's like, that's not. I don't think there's any books that say that's the way to do it, dude. But it's like, dude, you're falling asleep. What are you supposed to do? I'm not going to slam a coffee, you know? Yeah. 
You just gotta hope and pray. Yeah, but we we had a situation where like she she done it a couple nights in a row. The like wanting to sleep with us, and then was like insistent that uh, she wouldn't like go into a crib. Then right, so like like I think th- I think that she had fallen asleep in our bed, and then I was taking because that's what we've been doing. We let her fall asleep in our bed, and then we take her to hers. Okay, and so yeah. in the process of taking her, she woke up, and so I was rocking her to get her back in. And I would just, and so I would say like, Izzy, I'd really like for you to go and sleep in your bed. And she would say no. And I'd be like, will you please sleep in your bed? And she would say no. And then we did that a couple times. I was like, listen, sweetheart, I really feel like this is taking a lot from me. And like, I'm not sure I totally have it like to do more of this. And so like, just, I I really got to have this thing, you know, like uh-huh. I really, and was just trying to like, you know, heart. And I like, I know that she doesn't know those fucking words. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But like, uh, she did it. Like, it was the first time. Like, it was it was amazing. It was like, I don't know. It might be my favorite parenting moment we've ever had. Like, That's it was good. one of those things where like I I, I was thinking about like uh, it, it felt somewhat like how you talk about religion or like how <laughs> anyone would of like I of course I'm never going to be able to, like it's obviously a possibility that like it was just random happenstance that like she was getting tired, more tired. And like, Uh you know, the me just fucking blabbering on just like made her pass out. But I I know in my heart that she understood that she absorbed the intent of the message and like responded in like a, a big hearted way. Like I know that, you know what I mean? Like, I'm sure of that. Like, can I prove it? Of course not. Not even close. Yeah. But, like, I know what happened, and it's that I told my daughter, like, hey, we love each other, and, like, I'm telling you as someone, as a loved one, that I need this. And she was like, I got you. Well, there's a I'll very, that, there's, there's a dark interpretation of that as well, you know. I mean, I don't like that, like, uh, yeah, I mean, like. Because I've been thinking about. Because parents don't need to be, like, begging their kids for shit. You know, like, it's kind of fucked up. For, like, I've been thinking a lot about, like, uh, well, truly, emotional manipulation of the child. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because, like, it's it's helpful to verbalize your feelings. But, like, whenever I'm doing, like, because I want her to understand that, like, the reason why we don't do a lot of things is because it hurts other people. And so, like, if I let you know what how it affects me then like you're gonna have a greater emotional intelligence that's what i'm hoping for but as i'm saying like hey this makes daddy sad <laughs> like fucking it makes daddy sad when you express your feelings you know like well no i don't say it makes daddy sad when you express your feelings well, well that's like kind of you know yeah, what I mean? yeah, like yeah. she's crying yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah i'm gonna yeah, try yeah. to do that just saying those words it's like clearly emotional manipulation it like, literally is yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like it could be. It's like a dark uh, evolutionary psychology interpretation. But the kids who could not correctly or perhaps overcorrectly read that their behavior was perhaps if you were truly going to snap, you know, it's like good that she, you know, that's why her, the collection of uh, genes that, that responds to that by finally being quiet is you see how that ends up there. You yeah. know what I mean? And it's like, not that you were about to, you know, take her out of the gene pool, but it's like... No, I wasn't, but it, man, it was... It, it definitely, that is how kids shape their personality. Mm-hmm. It's like by reading the emotions of the, the people around them and then sort of like finding their niche in there, their best way to be safe. And because uh, I've thought about the same thing, like, dude, first of all, there are times when you just, you feel the way you feel like it, 
just because you're a parent doesn't mean you don't have your own feelings of frustration. Of course. Like just because the, the baby, you know, you do have the prefrontal cortex, but uh, like that feeling is so, so fucking real. Like I think I've, I know I've told you about this. Like the, one day I was watching my kid and the dog was like throwing up everywhere while the kid was screaming. And uh, Jesus. like, yeah. So I put her in like a, one of those walker things but it like was a, not a walker it was like a mobilizer like yeah. a, a thing that you know they yeah. hold the kids so they they're standing up and that helped for a while but then she was screaming more and she couldn't really see me i was in the garage where the dog was throwing up but uh i was like screaming like because the dog kept throwing up there were like five piles of it and uh i just like it it, it was i think the, the similar feeling to what you described like so my daughter started like crying again like while that was happening, just because she she doesn't like being like left alone in that thing for too long, uh, <clears throat> and I I was like, please, I I literally begged her, and like she, she doesn't she didn't know the words, but she definitely got like, dad is about to fucking snap. Like I did punch a hole in the wall, not in her view, but and not like you I did this because you were crying or whatever. You know, it was like. As the dog, the fifth head. time the dog, yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, like God, yeah. but it's like I didn't like. I remember being like, uh, I don't want to do that again. Like, I don't want to like tell her like, I like, but I haven't done the sleep thing, and it's like a different thing. Like, I was raging like because of the dog. Like, the sleep thing is more like a thing you kind of have to do. So I that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't mean to be like. I'm, I I think it's like a, a totally normal thing. You know, I just think about like, how did that get, like, this is a kid that has evolved by like the main way they develop their emotions is by looking at our faces and how they respond to like their faces. And then like, you know, thinking about it, it's not much different from how we relate to each other. But uh, so it's like, I don't know. It just like took me back how fast she got that my mood was different. And was like, whoa, like, and I didn't feel good. I was like, I don't want her to think yeah. that's how I am. Yeah. You know, I was like, that. let's not have that happen again. So it's like, you know, it's different. It's during the day I'm watching her. It's like, there's like a crisis going on versus you're like, please, baby, I know we're tired. Like, it sounds like it's like a, a completely different. So I'm just saying it's like, uh, it brings up to me that same feeling of, uh, it is just like a marvel how fast the kids like emotional adaptivity comes online before anything else. And then you start thinking about like how that is, why, because that takes so many calories, so much like brain development resources. Like there's such an opportunity cost for that level of emotional acuity that early. And it's like, why is it, that's how important it is to us, you know? And that's how, great our responsibility is like as parents it was very sobering man i was just like dude i didn't feel good that i got to like have my stress reduced by her calming herself down on my behalf yeah like, it didn't feel good yeah uh, and so but it's like that's the kind of hard lesson where it's like you don't feel good about a choice you made as a parent <laughs> that is the the exact time to sit with it you have if, if never else you know what i mean or no yeah. other time so i am glad i was able to do that 
Yeah. I know there will be more times like that, and I'm worried that the sleep time will present, you know, similar ones or ones that get confusing. You know, I don't know, man. Once again, I feel like shifts is like for like kind of mess with my lifelong conception of sleep. You know, my educational consultant told me at Excel they allowed kids to listen to Walkmans like uh, or Discmans while they went to sleep. I asked I, him that. Yeah, 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 yeah. You said that on here. Yeah, that you I told him that you needed it. to go to sleep, and he was like, "Yeah, we can do that." Yeah, he was like, "That's no problem." Dude. Yeah, <laughs> insane. What a bastard. Um, no, just as far as the like, uh, I, I don't know. I'm trying to make a connection between what we were talking about and this other topic that I've been thinking about related to the school, and I don't know. It's a very strong connection, so maybe I should just say I'm talking about another topic related to the school. Okay. Um. The uh, kids there, I, it's not every kid, but I certainly felt this myself, and I would think that this was pretty common. I, that like whenever you get there, you kind of like uh, act act younger than you did like in the month prior to getting there. Sure. Like my public school, I was projecting an image of like. I'm here to fuck with some teachers and I hope they're not here to fuck with me because if they are, I'm going to fuck them up. Mm -hmm. And I was not like telling that to Miss Evelyn or something. Absolutely not. Definitely no. no, no, that's true. And there, yeah, there were, it was a spectrum like many things, but there were definitely kids who uh, would come in there kind of talking like they were trying out to be on the wire. Yeah. And then like a month later, they would just be like singing Lion King songs. People would usually have that, right? Like, like a severe regression. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or like it's not just that you would drop it. That, it's that you would like also kind of like. Get goofy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, That happened a lot. I've just been, I, I certainly noticed that at the time. And at the time probably would have held it up as proof that the school was a good place that was working. Like the, uh, I guess they can kind of feel more comfortable. Like I hate that. It at the very least sure. was obvious to me that that's that's definitely what my parents wanted. I've said that several mm -hmm, times here, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. and I think that most parents wanted that. And so you know, I'm like, well, they're paying the money to get a thing, and then they're receiving that thing. Seems positive. <laughs> um, but uh, now that now, like looking the way the which I would tweak that uh, now is just. To kind of realize, like both with myself and everyone else, how much that it's it's such a surface level change. It's not the person becoming different. It's the person having the same level of interest in, uh, you know, like life going a certain way and just the incentives change. And so your behavior changes with the incentives, but like the underlying person does not change. Like that I could tell... Like it, that I thought that I would get a certain thing from my peers at school, at public school, by like being, you know, like a guy that told the teachers to fuck off. Uh -huh. um, like I thought that that was a good path for me, right? Sure. Um, okay. And then like, uh, you know, just the, the same thing, like wanting things to go right with everyone around me. Like now it's obvious that I do not receive the benefits from the teachers being told to fuck off. Right. And like I can receive benefits from like, you know, uh, acting like the nine-year-old that they remember. So what kind of behavior, oh, from your parents or the, your peers? I mean, I think both, dude. I think that, like, the I, I don't know about, like, peers, but, like, the school, like, the 
the strength there and the staff uh-huh. was all for it, I feel. I think that is right. I'm trying to get specifics, though. You know what I mean? Like the, I'm going to okay. have a hard time. I, me too. That's why I'm asking because <laughs> it's like uh, there were definitely the kids who would just fully regress and like sing the Lion King songs. There were definitely – and then I do think there was an aspect of like – like the kids that would come in and be like, hey, yo, if my fucking shadow tries any shit, I'll fucking knock that motherfucker out. You know what I mean? And then like a week later, they're like crying because they miss their girlfriend or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and so I don't know. I mean, when I first got here, I, I think I or got there. I think I've mentioned like they did like the proto dinner theater parents weekend. Yeah. And that included like lip syncing Lion King songs and bounce houses. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember in a life skills a good right, time. Well, sure, uh, but in a life skills right after that, I remember Jamie said to a girl, uh, she was like, "Well, I know you think that you need drugs to have fun, but that's not right because I saw you on the bouncy house with your eyes lit up, and you were having just as much fun." And I, you know it, and I know it. You know that's life without drugs is is more. It's more fun, and uh, of course she had no room to say anything other than like you're right, Jamie. That's that's true. Great I, point. I know this girl did drugs after that, uh, so she came to disagree if she ever believed that. Mm-hmm. You know, at least behaviorally. I don't know. I don't, I don't think she doesn't like that anymore. Who is that? I don't know. Okay. He's got a a hat <laughs> and a mask. I they were zooming not, in on him. Like I he do was not. Know, he certainly is, but I don't know who he is. Yeah, I, didn't I just saw his eyes. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, and I remember thinking to myself, like, God damn it! Now this means if you have like sober fun while you're at Excel, like that kind of is giving Jamie the satisfaction. <laughs> so I like. I feel like I never fully fully wanted to put that uh, immaturity guard down because I I was like Jamie wins if you regress to infantile fun. Yeah. Uh, but I did have infantile fun, like dunking my head in the dishes, doing you know, yeah, in the sink and shit like that. But it, again, that had to be the culture developed from the boys, not like them telling us this is like proof that our that God has you know told us to torture you, that you liked the bounce house. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that should piss me off. But, Fair enough. Yeah. So anyway, why did you bring that up about the kids going oh, backwards? Just, that's what I was thinking about. Just that, uh, oh, just the general topic. I thought you were like had a. No, I was just saying that the, the it is there's been a change in my thinking. I used to think that it was proof that the place was doing a good job. Now I'm just oh. kind of like, eh. I mean, like they were being forced to do it at knife point. You know, like yeah. I think also there's like a. Do you think there's an aspect of if the, a lot of these kids were traumatized kids, and the first facade that fell was who they were putting up. You know, the persona they were putting up right before Excel. But it almost makes you sad to think, okay, what was their next available persona, an 11-year-old? You know, it might have been around the time when they started putting up the shields. You know, they regressed to who they were before the shields went up. And for a lot of them, it it was pretty young. You know, they didn't really have an in-between. It was like they regressed to being like an annoying (laughs) 8-year-old, but they were 14. Like, they still needed to learn how to deal with the Yeah, I don't feel like I even necessarily, like went back to acting the way that I'm i was i'm not thinking of you in this regard well i'm okay but you know the kids i'm talking about like the kids yeah. that went real goofy like for the f- farthest from 
there for yeah, some that's on just, that spectrum. That's kind of what I'm talking about. But you Maybe, know, I'm trying oh, to talk I don't, about my personal experience. Dude, you know? I'm not trying to take it away from you. I'm just trying to uh, understand I, the full compliment. That's an overreaction to my statement. Well, um, then, you know, I guess I'll just modulate my mood. I mean, that was a I reference to what we were talking about earlier. Do we all do it all times? I don't know. Yeah, I guess. Uh, do you feel constantly like your actual reactions, if you said them, people would be like, that's an overreaction to my statement? And do you stifle them as a result? I guess sometimes. I don't know. Oh, I, I mean, it's, I can't think of the last time I've done that. Okay. And, and I doubt I'll do it again, <laughs> you know, to just let that go. Uh, I feel like normally I, I don't know. Uh, anyway, no, I'm saying I, I didn't realize that I, that's why I was literally asking you, did you have more you wanted to talk about on this topic? Uh, or were you just talking about the general topic and then proceeded to generalize once I got the affirmative? But if there's more, you like, that's what I'm saying. I got clearly have missed the boat. So at the risk of further overreacting, is there more you would like to say? I'm not, I mean, I get, I, uh, no. I mean, I like, okay. I just feel like, I mean, I was just saying, I, that's another thing I think was going on was some of these kids were regressing back to a persona, the last persona they had. And then I'm just re rewinding the tape now. And you, you said you did, that wasn't interesting to you. You more wanted to talk about your personal experience. So I'm, I'm now open to listening to that. Um, I mean, I, I just, I, I don't, what I was like saying is I, I don't think that I was acting like, uh, how I had acted whenever I was nine. It was kind of like, uh, looking around and being like, is this what you guys want? So, and what did you discern the guys wanted? Like that's what behavior to act like a kid you know, like to uh not like you you're expressing as goofy and like i I don't know another way to say it but like that i don't feel like that's exactly what i'm yeah i don't yeah. know it's hard and i mean you know whatever i'm sure you have the same difficulty categorizing it as i'm experiencing well know? i think i've missed the boat on what you're trying to describe because i thought it was like those kids i know? mean it's, it's not like uh, wrong you know like it's that kind of but there's other things going on i don't know um so what did you do like when you what you mean were you uh carefree did you you know tell childish jokes uh you know what i'm saying jokes. i don't know uh you know? no i don't think i like uh reverted to uh some kids would sing primarily songs knock knock material <laughs> i don't know well i'm struggling to be like what behavior what are we talking about i mean i i don't know just acting it's, like a kid the right <laughs> i mean i'm telling you i have a hard time categorizing it you're like can you categorize it i'm like no that's what i'm telling you forget categories just tell me an example wake up in the morning in the dorm and act like a kid tell me what that looks like okay. to you like get out right, of or bed. don't i mean you know so i would get out of bed fucking kind of fumble through my trunk find my toothbrush stumble down to the like the sink you know, at the end of the hall. Yeah, I don't probably. know that it manifested in my morning routine specifically. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> uh, uh, just like, a, on, oh, God damn it. I've got an email telling me there's changes to flights. Don't you hate emails that inform you there's changes to flights? When's the flight? September. Oh, my God. Who gives a fuck, dude? But like, you could looking fuck at up this? the whole thing. I mean, I, I get that. What the new departure time is. I inherited like, a, or like I still have, 
I used to fly like uh, some weeks, like four days out of the week. So I was one of those people that was like, you're just going to miss probably one out of 20 flights. Like if you're going to live your life. Yeah. Definitely. How many flights did you miss? Probably like one out of 20 just from being late, you know, and catch the next one. Like I've, I've like heard people talk about that thing of like, uh, that if you're, if you're, uh, if you don't miss flights, then you wasting too much time at the airport. That's how I felt. But, uh, uh, I don't know. I've, I've never missed any flight. Uh, I missed one flight. I miss them all the time. I used to. I mean, now I don't travel like that. So I have no reason to be cavalier. I also haven't. Flown. I mean, I don't leave like a lot of time, but I just, I don't know. I got it down pretty good. I don't fuck it up. I don't really care. And in fact, I get annoyed when people in my life, like my wife would ask me that it was usually her because the people I worked with didn't bother or they could find it out but when some people would be like what time's your flight when are you leaving i'd be like i don't fucking know yeah it's like i'm leaving tomorrow morning i'll you know before i go to bed i'll look at what time the flight is and like do some math and set an alarm you know what i mean it was just like you can't live it's like saying like are you what time are you going to leave for your commute tomorrow morning at 8 20 or 8 30 you know what i mean like it it it's just like that kind of thing. I, I like a certain level. You can't. I had clients who would be like, I have to get to the airport three hours beforehand or I get anxious, you know. <clears throat> and I only flew with them like once a quarter or something. But that would always be like, I would just be gritting my teeth because I would have to fucking schedule around them. Uh, and it's just like, I don't know. If all it means is you're sitting for another hour, 90 minutes in the airport, like one out of 20 times versus getting there 90 extra minutes every time is easy. It makes sense, dude. I kind of want to, this is why I want to get back Ooh, into it. can go a lot worse than that, dude. I mean, maybe not for you if you're like frequent flyer enough. But. If you're, well, if, if you're frequent flying in Texas, you're Southwest and you're only going to three cities. And so, and they all go as bus station schedule. It's like every hour or every 90. So you might miss the next one, but you'll get the next one. Like Friday afternoon, they're probably all booked up. But like, yeah, the one flight I missed was uh, Chicago to Dallas on a Sunday. We missed the like eleven. I think it was probably like uh, it was probably eleven p.m. Whenever we landed, that's tough, man. I mean, I've been there. I had one time when I had to stay overnight in the city. Like, and it, it would like you. I'm. You're saying it. So that I'm inferring it was like a social travel. It was like a Sunday. We were coming back from watching uh, Matt Ryan's Boston College team play uh, Notre Dame in 2007. Yeah. We really put up quite a fight. We had a terrible team and they had a good one, but they knew that they weren't going to get an easy win. For some reason, I think that kind of like the off days, the weekend and stuff, like it's almost more prone for that stuff to happen. Whereas it's like the go, go, go of the Monday, Friday yeah. schedule but dude now that, that the was bus the uh, around, 2007 cowboys patriots game was what i watched in that uh, airport that day both teams were okay. defeated very good to had some big plays couldn't come up couldn't come up with it in the end though tell me more <laughs> uh that was when uh the scoops callahan was uh that that game that's whenever he talked to uh bill belichick and tom brady okay it's a ticket character okay we had a guy who would uh Ask them questions in a loud voice, like you would kind of yell at them. Whoa. Uh, I see the potential. Use uh, 1920s parlance. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. He's a guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like an actor? His name's Tom. No, he just works there. He was my boss at the time. 
He was and the producer he goes of the on the show. The, he's a producer who just plays, puts on a character. As yeah, like he he doesn't like dress up or anything. He's just loud and uses 1920s slang. Uh, yeah. It's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's yeah, yeah. How did Belichick respond to it? Uh, he just said, "Next question." Okay. He, yeah. he did not give a lot of time to it, dude. Okay. Phil Mickelson liked it a lot. Famously, right. I could see that. Yeah. It was after Phil had won Colonial, so he was in a good mood. Belichick's kid reminds me of, uh, you know, the extreme example of modulate your moods because your father's mood must be, like, preserved. What do you know about Belichick's kid? Well, all I need to know, I mean, again, I don't want to, dude, people's lives are their lives. You know, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I hope they love each other and uh -huh. get along and stuff. I it, think they do. It's like all I saw was a little slice, and he was probably just like tired or whatever. Mm -hmm. But uh, he totally reminded me of like uh, he doesn't actually want to work for his dad, dude. Like it was like he's like I'm, I'm really happy to be here. This, we've got a great what was system. This? Like one of Belichick's kids, like is a defensive coach or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and when he first got the job, I saw the press conference for some reason. And I was like, that kid what? is depressed to be working for his dad. Like his dad's an asshole. And like, you can tell his dad yells at him, like probably just did. Like it just screamed it to me. I've seen it from Excel visits. I yeah. know the dynamic too. Yeah, that's <laughs> interesting. I don't know. I Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, it's a very small slice of these people's I lives. I think that so like that to... aspect of him is like often, I, I don't agree that, He's as miserable a person as he's made out to be. Belichick? Yeah. I think guys with that reputation rarely are. Yeah. Like I, I worked for guys with that reputation and I think I was developing a bit of one myself. Uh, it's like it takes a certain kind of person to be around it at all. And the people who can't be around it do talk about it in, as if it's the worst way to be ever. Like basically like there's a kind of person that is just really at the end of the day to even say this would upset them. They are really not interested in your perspective if it's not positive about them, like, and what they're doing. Like they really, if that means they live life on tutorial mode, then, then they do like, and that is fine. Get off my team, but fine. You know what I mean? But it's like, it's never as clean as just like, get off my team. Then it's yeah, always yeah, yeah. like, you got to ask then for a new that secretary. that fucking asshole kicked then, me off his team. Exactly. And then around and then, the office, you're the asshole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, but on the upside is when you do get good people, they're surprised and actually feel good about themselves because they're like, this guy's supposed to be an asshole, but he, yeah. he keeps telling me my work is good. Like I literally, someone would do the bare minimum and I would be happy. This happened to me. Uh, paralegal was like, everyone said you were such an asshole. <laughs> yeah. Like, I was like, well, fuck. <laughs> like, but I was nice because it was like, finally somebody is like meeting the expectation. And so I don't know. I, I feel like it's Belichick seems like that, like a little bit. Yeah. Just, like, uh, he clearly has guys that stick around with him. Yeah. Like, yeah. For a long time. Um, David Halberstam wrote a, uh, biography of him. Really? It's, it's excellent. I don't know, like I was, dude, my parents are constantly like trying, they have these books, the 1950s and 60s mm -hmm. by David Halbertstam, yeah. Stram or whatever. Yeah, I'm and never confident in the name. They're constantly trying, trying to get to me to read this, there. or they were for a while. They're I'm probably like, good. Well. He's a I, very good author. That's it's the biggest baby boomer thing of all time to be like, yeah, yeah. read these books about when I was a kid. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But um, you know, I do it already to my kids. She has to listen to 
things I listen to. But it's uh it's it's an excellent book. I cannot believe more people haven't read the it. Belichick biography? Yeah, it's called The Education of a Coach. Okay. And um a good amount of the time spent in there is like uh because Belichick did sit down for it. Um, there's an anecdote that they had a specific system worked out where uh, Halberstam got to ask two questions and then Belichick would get to ask him a question about uh, Nam. Hmm, interesting. Because, you know, he wrote the best and the brightest, the definitive account of the Vietnam War. Okay. Um, and uh, he talks a lot, like pretty candidly, about uh, his working relationship with Parcells. Oh, yeah. And just about how he felt that Parcells was like needlessly mean. Interesting. Like that, that, he was, that he was a miserable person that was attempting to spread his misery to others. And like obviously thought that he had some value and like, you know, came back to work with him at the Jets after he'd already left to coach the Browns. Like, yeah. But in there, it, it definitely taught, like it, it makes you understand that that was not an easy decision for him. Sure. That he viewed that as a real personal defeat that yeah. he now had to go fucking crawl back to this asshole. Interesting. And that he made a lot of promises to himself of like, I know we can win without being this like belittling. Yeah. And sure. so people like that because he's like a uh, gruff in press conferences. Yeah. yeah no one yeah. bothers to make this distinction. Yeah. But like, I don't get, I mean, I'm sure there's exceptions. I'm sure there's times that he was upset that a player didn't do what he was hoping the player would do. And, uh, you know, got a like went on the attack about it, but he just does not seem nearly as like that sort of like belittling kind of thing. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. That's what Parcells is about. I know Parcells is about that. Yeah. Uh, for sure. Yeah. That's an interesting point. I mean, I do think like it's like uh, we as a society. And he's definitely kind of a joyless guy. And if you had a joyless dad, I would see how that would uh, weigh on you in a certain way. I, well, I guess I'm not disagreeing with your point about his son, but. Also, sometimes people treat their families differently than they treat the Very people, true. you know, that they work with or whatever. Very true. Uh, but. No, I mean, that's what I'm saying. It, it, I really don't want to extrapolate too much about these people's lives. But I do think, like, at our society and as a whole has been getting softer and more polite. And so there's for sure people in Bill Belichick's orbit who were like, that guy's too much for me. You know, just I do think because the people are weaker now, like those people, if they met Bill Parcells in his heyday, would have been like, <laughs> I just met Hitler. Yeah. You know. <coughs> I don't know. What's up with Jeff? Dude, I've had enough they of Jeff Goldblum. I'll oh, tell you don't that. Don't say that. Really? I mean, it's just enough already. The apartments.com commercials are not a high point, but yeah. in general, dude. I mean, I like Respect. Independence Day, yeah. Jurassic Park. Yeah. All right. So, what do you have another loop to close? No, I think that was all. I got some, dude. Let's do it. Okay. Number one, obviously, did get the text that, you know, the Stavros dick problem that we referenced. Yes. He is not circumcised. The comedian that we referred to. Yeah, is, we were talking about circumcision. I said that he had a fucked up circumcision. It turns out he was not circumcised, but he does have, I think, dick problems. So if anything, he is an argument for circumcision. Okay. That's how it was presented to me, I think. You got, I mean, you, I can look and you sent me the text. I can refer back. Yeah, yeah, okay. Because I'm not positive of those. Uh, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying I don't feel great. Hey, we got to get it right when we can. That Papadilla looks all right, man. It's not. 
Really? Yeah. It looks good on the commercial. Huh. Um, I never got to finish saying that the MILF at the pet clinic, at the free pet clinic, she was very complimentary of my lanyard, dude. That's why I brought up the lanyard or the pet clinic. I can't, <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> But I'm having a hard time. I know time. we talked about the lanyard. Uh, you know, because we were talking about chatty people. Mm -hmm. I said there was a chatty MILF at the, okay, yeah, at the yeah. low cost pet clinic. Mm -hmm. And uh, she just went through the whole, she ran through the whole line chatting to everybody. And her husband actually, I didn't even know he was her husband at the time, but he just went and sat in the car. Okay. Uh, and she just still kept chatting. I think it was one of those marriages where like the wife is so chatty. She doesn't even care. Like, she's just like, he never says anything and just goes and like talks to other people. Mm -hmm. uh, so she, when she finally got to me, you know, she needs an in. I'm not even making eye contact. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Jesus. I don't want, I know she's looking to be uh -huh. chatty. And uh, this is like hour three that I've been there just standing in the parking lot with my dog. And uh, she's just like, what is that around your neck? <laughs> I'm like, it, it's a lanyard. And uh, she, her words were, uh, it's very masculine, but organized. Interesting distinction she, she kind of put there. It is an interesting distinction. I, I would disagree with is, the idea it's it very masculine. I would say that <laughs> it, it aspires to be neutral, would be my analysis. It's masculine. Okay. I think. It's black um yeah you were right stavi was never circumcised he has a tight foreskin that causes issues he's actually an example for circumcision there you go that's what your friend said to you yeah yeah and actually he would know i trust him just up on foreskins <laughs> for in sure. general yeah 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 cool cool, cool. <laughs> i trust him uh-huh I couldn't believe that. Not to bring up your trauma, your traumatic experience again. <laughs> it's but. okay. I've had time to get over it. Oof. Like, that's a tough one, man. Talk <laughs> about not understanding everything at the time. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, and uh, I I think that the, I'm, I haven't yet worked out exactly how to apply this lesson, but I was thinking about it because we briefly moved to uh, New York, New Jersey area and then right. moved back. Right. Did I say all this the first time we brought it up i mean you generally will sometimes like suggest that you're from new jersey you know i think well it's not the cat uh, i'm no I, I mean like one i am see. two uh <laughs> that's not but no i don't that's think not the thrust of this that's what i'm saying i don't we, think you uh, ever actually explained it like we you just moved make back. these little jokes i refuse to take the bait what oh about the about the i mean my dad's from new jersey whenever i say something from new jersey you're like yeah i know that definitely dude my dad is always dad was that. born there i don't you know i'm like grandparents met sure. in new jersey okay i didn't know that maybe i did but my dad worked in new jersey while we lived a scant couple miles across the border in pennsylvania no in new york in new york okay. we lived in warwick new york while he lived in he worked in montvale new jersey okay I don't know where either of those places are, but you know, they sound like my only I got I got two memories. One is we did have a basement, and I had a okay. Ninja Turtles tent set up down there. Very cool. It it was. Yeah. And then, um, so I just remember you know hanging out in the basement, playing in the tent, and I remember doing that one time because it was like straight up green outside, and they were like, "That means it's about the tornado. We got to get in the basement." A New do Jersey they have tornado. Tornadoes in New Jersey. 
Yeah, I mean, they definitely, I remember I mean, they have hearing some about in Illinois. them from time to time. There was one in my native my native town. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. Recently. With the town that wherever you described, if it really is just a few miles from the New York border, unless it's a few miles from New York City, but it sounds like it was. It's in the country. By, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I think that is where there are like, and there's an occasional nader, dude. You know, I'm, I'm, it's not like around here, but it does happen from time to time, I think. And then, um, whoa, little spill. Uh, we're Sorry, watching the finals, NBA folks. finals, folks. Um, and uh, <coughs> then the other one is uh, my dad through work got tickets to the circus. Okay. When it was at MSG. We at were, Madison Square. Yeah. Okay. And uh, we we were in a suite and they had as much Sprite as you wanted to drink. That's what's up. So I, I don't really remember any of the- beverage rule then? Yeah. I mean, I love Sprite as, yeah. a, as a child. Well, that's what I was saying. You and I'll certainly take it now. At a business lunch when they're just refilling your glass. But that's if it's when Sprite first, or Sunny D, I'm going Sunny D. I, I mean, it does make sense because I remember like at business lunch, that's when I first was like, you got to stop with the soda. And I did notice people judge you because occasionally I would be like, you know what? I'll get a soda. Some people are like, really? Yeah. You know, because it's like, what are you, poor? Uh, you know, like Bloomberg stuff. Yeah. Uh, but it's like when they're pumping it down your throat, you do burp a lot, dude. Yeah. You know, it's it's a hazard. So unnecessary. I mean, I hear you on that. But so you're just guzzling Sprite though at the circus. Yeah, yeah. At yeah. the garden. Hadn't yet learned <laughs> what my limits were. Just watching the camels. Yeah. Yeah, that's fun, man. I mean, I don't even I don't I don't think I like looked I think I was hanging out in the back where the sprites were. Like dude, I don't think I could really the see. The box is the shit, dude. When you're like a kid and yeah. it's just like there's a little bow tie man who will just give you cokes. Like that's pretty awesome. Yeah. It honestly, it still is awesome. It's like the way to watch something if you can. Uh, Don't you think? Last time I was in a skybox with a young child, the age that I was this time, or older than that, now, the kid there was, but whatever. Uh, I just have a memory of a, it was with a coworker. It was a coworker's kid. Yeah. Uh, and fucking uh, foul ball reached the box next to us, uh -huh. which didn't have any kids. Uh huh. And the kid just fucking mugged for it. Really? Yeah. They and gave I, it to him? Yeah, they yeah, did. Yeah. But it was like, it was fucked up. Yeah. Well, like, it's not like they wanted to. Dude. Like, they, they didn't care that much. You know, like, it's not like they put up a fight. That's the other dark side, though. Like, it's like kids learn that, oh, I have to be quiet if daddy's in one of his moods. But they can also learn, like, if I'm fucking mugged for it, I will get that fucking ball. Yeah. Like, it's like... You almost want to teach your kid, like, don't be one of those kids. I know. Like, it was That yeah. was, like, I was, like, terrified of the idea that I would raise a child that would one day I hate that. kids who mug. But, you know, I It was up, awful, dude. It was very women. transparent. I, like I hate the, them, dude. You could, you could read. The mother was mortified. Ew. I was going to say maybe there's an excuse if, like, his parents taught him to be a muggy kid. You know what I mean? No. She knew exactly how, like, Ew. fucking weird it was and was like, don't yeah, do that. That kid will be on Broadway one day, I'm sure. <laughs> God. Dude, that's a – speaking of, like, regressing, you know, to infantile behavior – what about the kids at Excel who regressed to being like, let me mug for Nana? Oh. You know those kids? Yeah, of it's course. It's a rough, rough trans transition. You know, I was thinking like we talk so much or like sometimes we go back and forth. Like we've had times where you say 
you learn things about yourself or about people at Excel that you just wish you didn't know them. Like you didn't, it, it would have been better just not to know it. Sure. And I'm always like, no, you got to know it. Like it's always better to know it. Uh, but I was thinking like, it's easy to say we're both pretty happy right now with life or whatever. What if what you learned was you were a kid who just like straight up became like a mug for Nana's approval? You're like, gee, Nana, I can't wait till the next dinner theater. Can I have a good part? Like, I'll try hard. Like, I, you know what if I mean? If I'm like, honest with myself, I did a lot more than that than I'm comfortable with. Not with Nana specifically, but just, I don't know, dude. You think so? Just re-examining all of this. Like, it's just clear. Like, I don't, you know. I, I wonder, man. I almost wish we had footage of the whole time. Just me. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, my God, do I wish that. But, I mean, uh, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I don't I mean, know, I dude. Do. It's it's hard, and like I understand everything, and I understand how I would probably have regrets if this is the path I'd actually taken. But like something like the Parker path, where like you're not like flipping out, but like not acknowledging that, not yeah, never yeah, yeah. like rolling over. Yeah, like I don't know. Seems better. Like, Parker's path obviously seems didn't better. work out for He's him, dead, but I think there's but, different yeah, yeah, yeah. circumstances going on that, you know, like, yeah, I mean, there were a few times, there was one time when Parker made me really sad, you know, I think it's like the other side of that. Although I do agree with you. I think Parker's admirable, dude. Like, you know, I, a lot of kids that I know from Excel ended up dying, but he's the one I always come back to. Like he, he was the one I was closest to uh i just an know, incredible person yeah i agree he's, he's a great he's a shining star of a kid yeah. uh but it, he did make me sad a few times not because i was like parker's not going with the program i really never i really do think it was pretty early when they were like you, you got to do god's will not yours and how do you some kid was like how do you know god's will and they were like the people in your life and that's us like that was like within my first two or three weeks and that turned me off from ever being like their God. I did think Jamie had God-like powers. Like, I did think she could detect lies. Like, I did behave well on visits because I was like, it's not worth it. Like, I didn't have the word micro expression then, but it I basically was like, you will betray yourself and she will know. Like, so it's not like I didn't think they had, like, authority and power, but... I and I I also thought they were right about a lot of stuff, but I never thought they were like. In, it was just like they went too far too early by saying they were the voice of God for me. They were I like, also didn't think they were was, God. Yeah, well, it was like I never thought like I need to pray on this and talk to Jamie. Like I always thought Jamie. I mean, there was, was times so I was like, talk. To, I need to talk to Jamie to have this problem solved. I see. I, that to me, and I, I wonder. I, like, I, I wonder if I'm just know. telling myself that like i mean i can remember times that like, i saw I'm her counsel after life skills like yeah, i was like yeah. hey i don't know what to do about this like spiritual issue like mm -hmm. how should i proceed in your opinion i did that multiple times i definitely know and i've had those conversations me. with her i'm not trying to take myself out of those it, it it is kind of insane when you think about it but mo more kids did it than didn't oh of course i think and yeah that, no i know that like well i was gonna say like the thing with parker is like uh, he did make me sad one day. There was like a new kid who mm -hmm. definitely had problems. Like this kid ended up going to jail, uh, to prison. Like uh, from there, or like no, a few years later. Mm -hmm. But I'm saying like 
you know, it's one of those kids where you look, I look at my path. I'm like, oh man, if I didn't go to Excel, maybe I would have been a slightly more pro-social lawyer. You know, it's like not really a tearjerker in many ways. Uh, Other kids, you're like, whoa, well, that kid, it's easy to see. He was convicted of a felony and did prison time. Maybe that would have happened. Maybe it wouldn't have, but it's easy to wonder. You know what I mean? And it's, Mm -hmm. it's pretty easy to come up with a counterfactual. He's one of those, as is Parker. Parker's yeah. dead, so it's easy to be like, well, maybe it's not the best. But on the way there, I do, I do remember, like, because a kid was saying, Jamie had said something. She was on for a while. She loved telling us all, I wonder how much she was talking to herself, that we had put holes in our brain or that we had any kid who did meth or coke had probably irreparably damaged their heart and had holes in their heart. And just like they're going to be overcoming the physiological damage that they did to themselves for the rest of their lives, <clears throat> which I think she believed about herself. Um, and I think is way overblown. Like, you know, kids are pretty resilient. Teenagers are pretty resilient. Like, yeah, I don't know the science behind this. I don't exactly. But my, my, uh, my parents were one of their friends is like experiencing medical difficulties currently. Uh-huh. And he did drugs as a, like a, a young man. Uh-huh. And I think that he revealed it to them fairly recently. I'm not positive. Uh-huh. I don't know. Uh, but like my mom was kind of like idly wondering if his medical problems as a 70 year old were because he you know, used are. hard drugs as a 20 year old. Probably are. I don't think so, Alex. I know. It's like a very yeah. like, I must be punished for hedonism. Yeah, by... yeah. I'm like, your body does a lot of recovering in 50 years. Yeah. And it probably fixed all that. Yeah. It had enough time. Yeah. Like, you <laughs> shouldn't do hard drugs if you can avoid it. Like, you should do hard drugs. I mean, if you need to take that path, then I'm not going to beat you up for taking it. Lord uh, knows what do you I'm... call hard drugs? Well, you yeah, know? I, was gonna, I was about to say, Lord knows I've done them, but then I'm like, not really. I mean, depending on how you define them. Yeah, I'm just saying. The, uh, to the non-drug user, I'm sure the mushrooms are hard drugs. Yeah, I think we're, you and I are pretty degenerate to a normal person, but to a yeah, drug so like, addict, to, I don't To us, so. to be like, well, I don't do hard drugs. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. by that definition, no one's done hard drugs. You know what I mean? I've never done heroin. I, neither have I. I've done, I've taken prescribed opiates that a doctor prescribed to me and I didn't like them. I got, I did get fucked up though. Yeah. Like, so I've, I've been on opiates. I mean, I had morphine as like a fourth grader. Yeah. Broke my arm. Did you like, did you get fucked up? I just remember being kind of hazy. Well, I think that's the thing that they talk about, like with addiction, it's more like almost like a learning disorder where it's for whatever reason, your brain like latches onto something. Because almost everyone that that gets prescribed morphine does not become addicted to opiates. Morphine's like, not a addic- oh, interesting. Well, like it's like think about how many people get morphine in the hospital the way you did. Yeah, yeah. And how many of them are copping bags of heroin like a year later? Almost none of them. I don't know. I it's didn't like know that the, there's a great distinction between which kinds of. I mean, it makes sense. Well, any prescribed I opiates. Guess. That's that's the point. It's like it's not. The whole, like, it's a canard every generation. Like with fentanyl, you do it once and you'll be addicted forever. It's like, are there people for whom that narrative, that it describes their life? Sure. But almost no one who does fentanyl ends up like that. I'm not, again, I'm not saying go do it. But. Yeah, I, no, I'm just saying, I, I feel like th- I, there's plenty of people that like get prescribed. I mean, 
I thought you're making a specific point about morphine. Mm. I I think that it's pretty common that I, I think that a really I don't know. I'm talking on my ass if I say the majority, but I feel like it's the majority. Majority of what? Of uh, like people that are struggling with opiate addiction now. Whoa, it started out. Fighting. Sorry. It started out as uh, you know they were prescribed whatever. Well, that may be. But that still doesn't mean they're most people who were prescribed opiates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's still pretty scary to like me. Most people who are addicted to smoking cigarettes started smoking cigarettes when they were kids. But that doesn't mean that most kids who smoke cigarettes are now addicted to cigarettes as adults. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. It's a lot. It's like obviously it's, it's literally the same as like marijuana, the gateway drug. Yeah, like no, I understand. Everyone who does coke, I understand smoke the point. Weed. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, I get that. Uh, anyway, I, I, there's like a, a movement I think to in the addiction treatment world to like get away from uh, the view. It's almost like the super predator or super criminal like concept. It's like the super addict or like the super drug that renders anyone incapable of like withstanding its wiles. Doesn't really exist. Never has. I don't know, man. I don't, don't <coughs> want to find out about Well, you shouldn't, opiates. dude. You have problems. Like, yeah. Neither should I. I mean, it, again, statistically, just given how we've handled various stimuli, I'm not like really into rolling the dice to find out. Yeah, which, like if you feel like doing weed every day, like it's not like the best thing for you, but it's not that big a deal. Well, and maybe if that's why If you feel like do doing fentanyl every day, you're probably going to die. Well, maybe that's why we do it so much, though. You know what I mean? Because like... Yeah, because there's other drugs I like that I don't do every day. I love coffee, dude. I do it every day. You know, that's a real drug, dude. It gets me fucked up. I notice my jaw clenching a lot more and it now makes me tired. Like I fall asleep usually after the first cup. Like it's, yeah, it's definitely a psychostimulant. I had a, I had a jaw thing. Took a, like goddamn near a week to work out. Well, dude, you should... I dude, my pelvis book. Did I talk to you about the the two sphincter rule? I mean, it's fine now. Did I tell you about the two sphincter rule? You didn't rule? say anything about the two sphincter rule. Like rule. the two sphincter concept? No. Uh, well, so obviously, when you hear sphincter, you think of your butt sphincter, you know. Mm -hmm. But the top of your esophagus is also a sphincter. I do know that. And uh, I learned that at Excel because the kid, you know, the kid who had Peach, the kid you talked about, that was there for a while. Mm -hmm. He had serious heartburn issues. But I think a lot of that was like not him in particular, but a lot of kids had those. Because I have a friend that has a issues. mechanical one, a mechanical esophagus. Yeah, interesting. Why? I think what you're talking about. I think he had the same thing as, like, he had a lot of heartburn issues. And like so they the, took out his esophagus and put in a, the just the the sphincter is. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's like a series of magnets. Yeah. Wow. I'd be interested in how that affects. Well, I don't know how that person's pelvis is rocking right now. But, uh, pelvis? Well, that's what I'm saying. That's the two sphincter principle, dude. He uh, he had to have like pelvic reconstruction. Very interesting. Very interesting. Uh, that's what my pelvic uh, like exercise book was talking about. It says they're the both they're both because I I also am studying this for my singing because uh, it's like you got to relax your pelvic floor, and uh, they're like it also affects your jaw, and so if you want to relax your pelvic floor a good way to kind of check if it's even possible is to relax your jaw and put your tongue on the, like the tip of your palate and like kind of just like let it chill. Cause if, if you can't do that, 
your pelvics, your you're not relaxed enough to like have your pelvis relaxed. Uh, whereas like if your pelvis is relaxed and like aligned correctly and like, you know, it shouldn't be, you shouldn't be carrying like tension all the time in your pelvic floor. Uh, it's like that will relax your jaw. And so that's what they're saying. Like the two sphincters are kind of interconnected. And so if you have a relaxed pelvis, when you're doing what they call like belly breathing or diaphragm breathing, a lot of it is actually pelvic breathing. And you can watch your like pelvic pelvic muscles like kind of expand and contract with your diaphragm. It really is helpful for singing. But it's like, <coughs> in my book, they're like, it's so funny. Like the exercises, they're like, picture your butthole like kissing the air, like as you breathe in, you mm -hmm. know? And it's like, I'm like, totally. Like, you know what I mean? like, so I'm so still weird. like working out some of the stuff, but sure. that's really interesting that, you know, I don't know your friend, but, uh, the, the, it really is pretty interesting, but, uh, I don't think I've told you since we spoke, I had a major breakthrough in the pool. I was, oh. was the, the pool. I was thinking about you actually with like the, the wall stretches, you know, how, like you were saying, like some of this, the stabilizing muscles, mm -hmm. you know, when you put your leg against the wall. Yeah, I was telling him about the. That's how I knew that he had pelvic reconstruction because I was telling him about how I was frustrated that the stretches were elusive. Okay. And uh, he was saying that he had to do stretches like it's part of the rehab. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And that uh, like that that he started out from a similar place of like I can't approach this. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And that like he just had to like have his wife like hold him. That's like, what I'm saying. The, yeah, because you need the stabilizing muscles. Like it's much more than just the stretch. You need to strengthen the stabilizing muscles. Like that's why people are off on passive stretching now. Uh, but the stretch that we're talking about where you're against the wall, that engages those muscles. So I was also like you, like I would be shaky and shit, like doing it. It felt much more like a workout. And honestly, some of the ex exercises Jamie made us do resemble it in many ways, like all those planks and shit. Mm -hmm. um, but eventually you'll get those stabilizers in gear. And it's like, a, a, you know, it's a journey, but then you'll find yourself doing it and it like feels really good. And then I like, haven't followed up. No, I know. Yeah. Uh, but I'm saying like eventually, well, that's why I was thinking of you in the pool because mm -hmm. the pool uh, allows you to hold stretches beyond what your stabilizers would allow you to do just in regular gravity. Mm -hmm. So I was holding like these really extreme. So I should get a pool. Yeah. Or like, you know, when you come to the pool, like we should try some stretches because okay, that, I'm down. you know, you don't, those I mean, I've got quite a bit of pool time booked for Saturday. I've read sketched yeah, on good, my mind. Yeah, I've yeah. been told that we can't go as long because it does get loud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can't go late like that. It's late. It's not the length. If you yeah. get there early in the morning, we can go long, but it's staying up late. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's. Because the voices carry. We got to do some negotiation about what's late. I mean, I realize you're probably you're probably not who I need own. to talk to. You're gonna try to talk to my wife. <laughs> no. She's the one with the primary concerns. Yeah, I agree. But I, you know, I, I feel like we feel, can communicate. I'm too good of a husband to put her in a position <laughs> to have to deal with you while she's <laughs> trying to like be nice. You know, as a hostess. I'm a nice guy. You're clearly um, not. That's if you're gonna come I mean, to I'm someone's not. house and be like. <laughs> Let's talk about the parameters of how you've <laughs> no, opened no, no, your no. home to me. I just said it's unacceptable. A discussion to be <laughs> You're opening <laughs> no, offer. No, 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 no. We've no. taken it, but I want more. 
You know, <laughs> I, I wouldn't do that. I, I will have to hear about that later. And, and also, I would back her up. No, nah, the way I would do it, you would never it have to hear about anything. Also, I'm, you I'm have a to reasonable think, maybe guy. Maybe I want you guys out of there. Maybe I want to go to sleep. You know, I know I mean? that's not true. I need to process. These are long days. <laughs> Fair enough. No, I don't need to stay at your pool till 6 a.m. again. You can take them here and, you know, continue the No answers. pool here. I know, but, you know, that's by the then. Problem. We know how to use the pool better this time. We're gonna. That's what I'm saying. We're gonna be stretching more. You're gonna be out there wanting to walk with your newly aligned pelvis. That, that's and that's what I've been meaning to tell you. So I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I held them long enough. I think I did have a full finally my full breakthrough, dude. Right in oh, time, wow. two years later. <clears throat> and ever since then, when I'm walking with my new alignment, I found my mouth going up. Like I'm like almost like an old person. With, with without their dentures like i've been like mm, 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 like and it caught myself doing that like i'm like what is going on I'm like it's the two sphincters dude it's like my mm. pelvis is now fully like i'm pretty sure it's fully aligned like the correct way so i can fully relax and as a result my mouth and jaw were relaxing beyond where they were supposed like where i was used to because i'm usually like coffee like clenched jaw and stuff mm -hmm. but i've like had to stop doing that because my pelvis is realigned. So now like uh, I'm breathing out of my nose exclusively, mm -hmm. like, and just like kind of keeping my tongue on the tip of my palate, you know, in that relaxed position. It is insane, like how this stuff happened. Anyway. I, That's like, cool, man. Yeah, I like, wasn't expecting any of it. Yeah. But turns out this stuff, I think there's something to it. Um, I have a loop to close. Then uh, you want to go watch like the final five minutes of this game? Yeah, I was gonna say I want to see how the game ends. But yeah. Um, so yeah, just the thing I was gonna say that where I was like, I, I don't know the implications of this. We moved to New York and then we moved back. And then whenever we moved back, my mom was like, uh, "Do you want to go back to that doctor?" And I immediately was like, "The fucking dick cutting guy? <laughs> no, no, don't let make me see that motherfucker again." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh. It was a, I just, I do have specific memories of how much of a relief it was whenever she like listened to me about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was just like, cause I, you know, before that, like going to the doctor, it's the, the world is ending, you know, like it's yeah, yeah. a giant stress event. Yeah, yeah. And then whenever she was just like, okay, we can find another one. That's yeah, fine. Yeah. Which uh, I wouldn't, I would not have been at Excel if that experience uh, occurred more frequently. Ask TC what he wants and then give it to him. Yeah, yeah. Like, just seek out, what What are your needs? And can I help with uh, meeting them? Yeah, man. It's interesting. Like, I think about that, too. Like, because uh, there's plenty of times, dude, when my parents, like, there are exact moments like that. And then you're like, exactly like you said. Like, you're like, well, it wasn't all the time that that happened. You know? And then it's like, well, am I just grabbing onto the few times or is it like, am I bitter about the other times? Like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, but I guess where I land I'm is bitter like, about the other times. I'm glad I had the times I did. Like the time when the adults. I'm glad that happened. Yeah. yeah fully listened sure. to you. And they were like, oh, my bad, dude. That makes sense. We got you. And see, the thing is that that. That's like, like enough to make me tear up. On dude. one level, it makes sense. Like, I don't want to see the guy that cut my dick. Sure. Of course. Um, but like on another level, it makes no sense at all. Like the doctor, the new doctor is going to do the exact, like, it's not like I needed that surgery again. Uh, yeah, he, yeah, it was yeah. just like a guy to like, you know, fucking no, take you and weigh like, you. It makes sense to us that you feel this way. Yeah. Not like you are right. 
You know what I mean? Like, but like, like I, I think that that's the kind. Like, I just think that that is an intervention. The, the changing doctors that to a logical adult would make no sense. Like. Under my specific circumstances, yeah, of course you can like identify with the kid not wanting to have that happen again. Yeah, but I'm just it, like for like a lot of kids seem to have a complex about the doctor, yeah, and I yeah. don't know that the parents would like. Uh, I right, I don't right, know of anyone right, that's right. ever been like, well, I'll just switch doctors so he's going to a different building yeah, and yeah. like it, it seems like it kind of refreshes. It's a suck it up. Um, yeah, but like it, it did do, and I mean, my parents never would have considered it if we hadn't had the thing of moving away and then going back. Like they had to make a decision about like, you know, we don't have a relationship with any doctor currently. We can resume one or we can make a new one. It takes about the same amount of effort. You didn't freak out when you moved away at the doctor. Yeah, I, I don't even know that we went to. We was a very short time that we lived in. But New York. You, okay, so you don't know because I was gonna say if you didn't, then they would at least know. Like, okay, he didn't freak out at the other doctor. Yeah, we might have. I don't know. Yeah. I don't um, know. But yeah, it's just it it it's made. I my goal is to try and think about like what are things like that where like it does not like make any kind of like real difference, you know? Yeah. Like th- it didn't make a difference in the sort of care the doctor was going to give. But like it did, it showed it was a game changer for me. Yeah. It, but like it wouldn't have been obvious to an adult that it would have been. So. I see it. I see the you point know? you're making. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's like that exceptional. Okay. I was in your life, clearly. But yeah, I don't think it takes like fucking Mr. Rogers to see that with the kid. Like, I would hope most people would kind of get that. I do get it. Obviously, the doctor is not like, well, my thing is I like to cut their dicks. You know what I mean? Like, but I would hope. Parents I mean, it's not like, like that was the that last time sense. that I went to see him. The dick doctor. Yeah. You had to go back. Yeah. You he was like my regular doctor. So they just said, just for now, you you don't have to go back. But you do well, have we, to. Mo- we moved away and then we moved back. And they made you go back? I thought you were saying the opposite. No, 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 no. I got the, the dick cut. Then the next like five visits when we're still living in Dallas. Okay. They, they're with him. Then we move away. Mm-hmm. And when we come back, just because we came back, they're like, all right, do you want to go back to him or do you want? like that's when they had to make a decision point. So it's not like that they were just like, well, that must have been a difficult surgery for him. We'll never make him go no, in that got, room again. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, I got that. And so they said, do you want to go back? And you said no. Yeah, it was like the, I and don't. They really said want to okay, see that dude again. And they were New like, doctor. Okay. Yeah, but then somehow you did go back. No, no, no. Okay. If I said that, I misspoke. That's what I was confused by. Okay, no. okay, yeah. I'm okay. just saying I did go back to his office, but not after I returned from New Jersey. It's not important. Let's watch this basketball <laughs> game. Uh, hold on, dude. I just had a thought in my head real quick. And, yeah, yeah, sure. Go ahead. Oh, man. What the fuck was it? The doctor going back. Nope. Nope. We should have ended it. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right, folks. We'll see you.